just for soundboard purposes. Yeah. But then I'm like, I stream twice a week, maybe this last month. So I was like, mm. but you can also use it as like a hot, you can make it do hotkeys and stuff. So if you have like macros you want to use for Ableton or whatever, like whatever, you can use it for whatever. And they have profiles and you can have it. So if it detects a specific program running, it'll swap to that profile. Oh, which is nice. Or not running or active, I guess. Like if so, if you click on the Photoshop or something, bam, your hotkeys will come up. And then if you switch back to Ableton, boom, the hotkeys for that will come up if you like. Like it's it's pretty flexible for the most cool. part so far. And I also up, I'm just upgrading some small stuff here. Welcome, by the way. We'll get to the opening here, even though we're recording. But I'm buying it this time. But does it make you breakfast in the morning? I can actually. Technically, I can make it send an HTTP request so it can order me something on DoorDash. If that's a uh, if that's a you know, I can technically probably I like what you did there. Yeah, I can probably get it to do that, but I don't. <laughs> I don't know what food services allow me to do that, like through API endpoints. So, if they have any, um, I also got I downloaded Chatterino. That way, I can have both. Like, it's a great. Twitch chat mod, like management's like software. So now I have like a you could put multiple tabs, split chats in between the tabs. So I have a tab called podcast channels. So now I see Kelsey's chat and my chat in one tab. So when it, when his chat wants to talk shit, Papa's gonna see it now. You know what I'm saying? I'm always talking shit. I know, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> Anywho, we yeah, have Randall's completely late because it's Randall. He'll come in when he wants to. Uh, this is the ADLR podcast. When he comes <laughs> to sit down, he should pretend that he's ending. Like now. Look at him. Look, look, look. Make sure to hit the middle, the middle switch. Upward. There we go. The camera's gonna adjust and whatever the case is, but you'll figure it out. Is he good? You gonna throw up? What the hell? I don't know. He had a weird. He's over walking like this. I'm like, what? This show's starting off fucking gangbusters right now. It's because he had semen residue on his lips, though. You good? Is she in the lake now? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> you must have said something. Anywho. Oh, I forgot to do that. It's like this. My bad. And then save. I still got to... I do shit put some time into making that app anywho or just command whatever anywho wow this has turned out to start off like trash so let's keep it moving we got we're we're missing a, a man here to this week but yeah it's all connected you, you just put that on you're good to go nick not coming no he's got work yeah is he gonna vomit like what is with the towel i don't know but he has yet to i don't know he probably shaved his mustache shaved, yeah <laughs> that's the only thing i can think of like Randall, what are you doing? I got punched in the face. Randall, it slipped just now. There was no blood. It's because I'm holding it. If I let it go, it's going to stop bleeding again. Got it. Okay. He he let go of it, though. Yeah. We just saw it. It's, already, it's too late. There's a frame of it gone, Randall, so you're not bleeding. That looks like it hurt. Did you go with a blade? Is it, is it bleeding now? No. Yo, it was like a second ago. It was like bleeding profusely. Like it looked like some. It looked like I did get punched in the face. Did you get punched in the face this week? 
I just told you she punched me in the face. No, because if she punched me in the face, she'd be in the lake. <clears throat> he does have that pedo stash going, so... <laughs> he might have gotten punched, just randomly. <laughs> All right. Anywho, we got Randall here this week. We got uh, Weird TV here this week. We got Brian here this week. Mm-hmm. And we got some stuff to review this week. You know, we got some Cruella. We got Infinite. Luca, which I'm excited to hear about because I've actually had... I, that's in my watch log. I wanted to watch it. Watch a list? Watch log? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think Nick saw it too. Um, Do you want to hold I think off? He finally got to see I can. It doesn't matter. I didn't. I was going to ask you guys if you wanted to hold off on Cruella and things until he gets back or what. Like, it looks like we have some stuff to cover, so we can leave that stuff for the end. And if we don't get to it, we can save it. I'm not going to lie. I'm fine either way, but I'm, I'm going to be a little upset because I stood up late just to make sure I watched that for today. So, okay, I got to get this out. I'm just going to go ahead and talk about a little bit about this just real quick. Okay. So I haven't seen... The, I haven't seen the animated version in probably over 20 years, okay? Most of what I remember about the animated version is is Cruella uh, and the dogs, and that's it, okay? Mm-hmm. There are very, like, few other images that are in there. Okay. It, it wasn't until... Shut up, woman. Go away. No one's talking to you. <laughs> it wasn't until, like, three-quarters of the way through the movie that I realized who the two goons were for uh, that were with Cruella. I okay. was like, I was like, oh, that's the tall guy, and then that makes sense that that's the fat dude that that you know he's always getting yelled at, yeah. right? And like, and then it, the picture popped in my head where he's like real skinny with the big nose and the hat, because I don't think he ever wore a hat like that until like three fourths away to the movie, and then yeah. it like triggered. She's getting all up in my fucking grill because I didn't. I still didn't know until you said it at the very end. Like I didn't realize that that was the, that that was the the wife in the in like the original animated one until uh-huh. the very end when they handed the uh until the very end. Yeah. Right. And it was because she both Roger and her don't really play a massive part in the animated animated version. No. And I again don't. haven't seen it in twenty years, woman. Yeah. Okay. Wait, <laughs> like, Roger. They weren't, I'd say they weren't important. Yeah, but they didn't. I they didn't have a big. They didn't. They went yeah. out on a bunch of screen time. Yeah, they didn't have airtime as much as they did. Okay, I remember the dogs and Cruella because that's it. That because that's the main the relationship that she hates Dalmatians, and then this kind of sheds light on kind of why. Yeah. But yeah, like the parent stuff wasn't prominent. Like yes, it's important, but it was there was no airtime for that in the animated series. Like not. But as again. Much as, 20 years. Yeah. Haven't seen anything about it. You know, yeah. didn't remember it. I remembered Roger's name. And that was it. Didn't remember Roger. Anita's name. Roger's the, the husband. That's the, the lawyer. Okay. That's the that's the bushy beard lawyer guy yeah. in the movie. Okay. He's got it now. He's caught up. <laughs> I think he's clean shaven in the animated series. You yeah. 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 Okay. But again, I'm not great with names. I mean, and tw- we, 20 years, okay? <laughs> we can go straight into Corella. We're already talking about it. We might as well get into it, you know? Like, I, right. that's fine. I mean, I I just wanted. I, I said we, we could save it for next week, and Bitch Tits McGee over there screaming, Oh, we talking about it tonight. we going to talk about it. <laughs> Is that me? No, um, Shannon. Oh. Uh-huh. 
Well, I mean, that's fine. I've had hits before, so I don't know. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> that's fine. I mean, we can do, we can do it now. Are we talking about Brian or Shannon? I'm talking about Shannon. Okay. Okay. The peanut gallery was over there screaming. We talk about it tonight. You gonna learn today. Right. And Randall, you said you you just not gonna watch it. Okay. Well, I'm gonna be here to to start this off with. You should watch it. I I watched when we watched it. I sat and, and first of all, awesome movie from beginning to end. Second, yes. Emma Stone her performance as Cruella fantastic, absolutely amazing. She swaps. It, it was almost like she was born to play the part. Like yeah. you know, like Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. Yeah. She was born to play this. This was amazing. Yeah. Her from her mannerisms. Very, Go ahead. very iffy on her into the final fountain scene. And I'm like, you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That That's uh, that going to be a scene for me that I, I that stood out. You're talking about when she's talking to the fountain at like the last time. The, she did it again. The same way she had that, that monologue when she sang in La La Land with the... La La Land. Yeah. She had that moment again with the fountain scene. And I'm like, okay, well, she... One continuous shot, her going through the range of emotions. It was great. Emma so knocked it out of the park. And shout out to this the the fat the I forgot his name. He played in the um the movie where you're guessing if he put the bomb underneath the stadium. Wasn't the fat dude, also... the small the small fat dude. I forgot He's his the fat actor dude name. From uh, the movie about the lady who used to figure skate. Yeah, the Itanya. Yeah. She he played the, the what? The... What is this other movie about the under the bomb under the stadium? Yeah, there's like a movie that he's st- he's like the main actor where he plays a like a security guard and then he finds a bag like with explosives at like a public event. I forgot what it was called. If you're looking through, let me look it up real quick. I guess. Isn't it Finding Nemo? That's no, not Finding Nemo, but we're gonna go with that. You know. I can quickly. Grab I don't. It. I mean, none of these names look like they would be. I'm going to click on the guy and see <laughs> what comes up. Paul Walter Hauser. Yeah. yeah. Richard Jewell is the movie. He plays a character called Richard Jewell, and the premise is like, he happens to, like, we don't know if he's the one that's, that planted it himself for the fame, for the whatever, and he gets into this huge thing, and our boy Sam Rockwell's in it too. Great. Yeah. I definitely recommend that. But we're here talking about Cruella. Uh, great performance by him uh, from everyone. From uh, what was the woman's name that she was up against? Which, 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 the Baroness, great fucking performance. Yeah, the, Emma Thompson is amazing. Emma, thank you. I want to point out two things. I wanted to point out from the trailer I saw. Yeah. Again, didn't really see the acting in it. I was like, why isn't she Cruella? Yeah. Uh, the the Baroness. Second thing, you the person who owned the store that hired uh, Estella at the beginning, that's the dude with the big teeth from Fleabag. Yes, that is. I saw so, when I saw him. I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. That's it. Which was different because he didn't have that get up from Fleabag. So I'm like, he, okay, he he's got this. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Baroness is di- the dialogue's written fantastically. The quips between people, the the like the stabs at each other are so quick and fine. Like it's if you call even if they're calling them dumb, unfashionable and stuff, it's like quick hits to the fucking gut, and you're like, oh, that gotta hurt their 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 self-esteem but it's in a funny way and the the back and forth between uh stella slash cruella versus uh baroness was fantastic uh the ball that they had when they had like the whole oceans 11 heist at the oh, house awesome hilarious cool. it was great 
I, I love the uh, Wink is probably one of the coolest characters ever. Okay? Yes, <laughs> it's a CG fucking character, but that eye patch. Let's go. I don't care what anyone says. I'm gonna kiss you right in the mouth. Like he was so excited I'll to be seen. Yeah. Can we mouse speed? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. The the guys who played Jasper and Horace did an incredible job. Yes. With not taking like the center the focus off of Cruella and being those like side supporting characters. Mm -hmm. Like it was just absolutely amazing. I yeah, from top to bottom, it's definitely one of the a very good time. I I highly recommend watching Cruella. What else? The music in it was great. Even the the kid actors were great. In the beginning of the movie where you're like sometimes the kid actors' parts are like annoying or like, uh, it's not as great as the adult ones. Even those kids that that were portraying those characters early on, great. I liked the songs they played. I don't know if it fit the movie, but I just liked the songs, so I didn't complain. And for people who like fashion, this movie has it. There's a bunch of very creative dresses and and get-ups that I'm like, oh, shit. I'm, I don't know anything about fashion, but there's some stuff I'm like, yeah, that looks lit. Like, there was the, the trash bag one, the one where they trapped her inside the, the, the car. And she, the car, and, yeah. yeah. And she unveiled it over her. I'm I like, like that one. I don't know about fashion, but that's just, that knocks right there. That's that's it. That slaps. <laughs> It was it, all of it was cool. The perform like the one where she uh, the the booby trap on the dress and then it fucked up her entire show. Though that back and forth between them was just awesome. They were one upping each other every time. I don't know it, the how she became to be the the twists of her upbringing. I guess it's like a very good supplemental movie to the animated series, so you kind of get her side of how she got to be how she is. It was a great origin story, I guess. What this movie would be. So, uh, you guys have anything else? I, I, I'll have his gush at this point. So, like, I... A complaint that... I don't know if it's too big of a complaint or just a nitpick. The CG almost always looked bad, especially on the last scene, the explanation scene at the end of the movie. I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? Are oh, you talking about the, the... On the cliff? Yeah, the how she did it. Yeah. Yeah, that... that <laughs> I, I, I was saying that about the dog, too. Like, I was like... Yeah. Is that is that a no? That's clearly not a real dog. Like there, yeah. like at first you're like, that okay, that could be a real dog. And there's a couple of scenes that you're like, okay, that could be a real dog. And then like it starts at you know it it's clearly like out of place. Yeah. You know when you watch parts of it, that's my only that's kind of my only gripe with it as well. But all in all, like it was done, it fantastically. Like yeah. there, everything was just absolutely amazing. I'm right there yeah, with you. Like, good. there's definitely stuff in this. I forgot about CG to mention that. Like, there's sometimes when she's holding the small dog and when as a kid, and I'm like, that's a fake ass dog, my guy. Like, yeah. it wasn't composited <laughs> in a way where the lighting matched or something. It looked off, and I'm like, that's fake. Yeah. The Dalmatians, fake as shit. Like, you can you clearly tell what it was, but I'm like, it wasn't enough where I'm like, ugh, unwatchable, you know? Uh, the so at the very beginning when she and I were watching, uh, when Shannon and I were watching it, uh. I understand that you can train any dog to be an attack dog, okay? okay? But Dalmatians, by nature, are extremely passive and friendly. And so when we were watching the very beginning, we're like, this is already starting off kind of bad. Like, this doesn't make any sense, you know? Uh -huh. And then, like, later, when she has the epiphany and you get a little bit more information, you're like, okay, okay, that makes it, that's okay. I got it. I got you. Because <laughs> at first it did seem like, they just freaked the fuck out and attacked her. So I was like, that was weird. But I don't know. I didn't know that Dalmatians were like completely passive. I just, it just looked weird. Like that. Why did they stop 
chasing her because they can they know where she's at they can like they can smell her out so i'm like why do they just keep yeah. going forward and then once the the revelation comes up i'm like oh okay that makes more sense now yeah yeah uh, it's gonna be a fucking yes for me like for this year you gotta watch this movie it's just a good it's just a great time what are y'all thinking i liked it that's yeah, a yeah i would recommend it yeah 100% recommend like I was a little iffy going into it as well because I was like I don't even like I didn't see any of the trailers or anything but I was like this could go a couple of different ways is this going to be more focused on like her side with doubt with the way that the animated version was or mm-hmm. you know how it's going to go but they just they nailed this this wasn't this was awesome I'm right there with you it's just a good origin story for that character after like the the big plot twist and then her actual transformation I was like she could be a good joker maybe a female joker if they ever do flashpoint batman uh-huh she could do it you think she she'd be up to it okay i think oh, from her Cruella, i'm like maybe she's got she's range man emma, yeah emma stone got it man i gotta give her that. She could, that that is a bona fide actress right there god bless her and that's a short and sweet man go go watch it my guy like that's that's what we want Randall, me and you got something to talk about here, my guy. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be honest. I don't remember what's on the thing. That's fine. I do, though. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. I, I'm going to guide you with you. We're going to talk about Infinite. <laughs> did you get you, hit by one? I, we did get a hit with an Infinite. You know, a Mark Wahlberg movie. Uh, streamable on Paramount Plus, I think it was. And then it's a, it's a Mark Wahlberg movie about... I guess the, the the premise is it's a world where people live multiple lives through like let's say Kelsey right now your life you grow to be 80 years old whatever the case is your soul is, is passed on to someone else and you can trigger your past lives and all the knowledge in different ways like, people Yes, sort of like, thank you. That's When I was watching, I'm like, this is like something I've seen. And I'm like, oh, the Avatar. <laughs> yes, you know how the Avatar, like, it, it doesn't like come right away. It's just like you have to tap into it and now you can get the, get the guidance it. of, say again? You have to stroke it a bit. Yeah, like, you know, you have to get like, you somehow have to tap into it. Then you can get the guidance of the previous Avatars in, in different ways. It's sort of like that. But once you trigger it, you get all, it, it comes flashing back. So Mark Wahlberg is one of those types of people. Like, not everyone can do this. I forgot what they were called. Do you remember if they were... Anywho, those type of people are split into two different factions. The Believers and some... The bad guys. I forgot what the bad guys were called. The bad people... The Nihilists? That sounds right. The Nihilists? Yeah, that sounds right. It's Nihilists? Question mark with the Believers. The Believers want to keep this this type of thing to continue to going. So that way the knowledge gets passed on. Etc. Etc. The Nihilists think this is like hell for them because they have to relive the life of whatever, and they want to end. They want to stop this from happening, so they're doing anything they can to find a way to stop people from re, you know, reincarnation. reincarnation. Uh, Mark Wahlberg is one of those people without knowing, and then uh, he gets someone gets tipped off that he is one because he knows how to make a sword that's only been taught year. Like he's a sword man, he knows how to make swords. But the person, the style that he makes was only known for like hundreds of years ago, or whatever feudal the case. Japan. Like feudal Japan, like no one's been making these swords since then, or whatever the case was. 
So then he gets picked up by, at first we thought was a friend, but ended up being the nice people, but then gets saved by the believers. So now he's with the believers learning about his past, and, and with us as the viewers learning how this thing works. Uh, and that's mostly it. Is once he gets caught up with whatever he needs to learn, he needs to stop the Nihilists from basically ending all life because that's how they wanted to do it. They found a way to end all life with some sort of tech that they made up, and now they have to stop them. Um, and that's where my first complaint comes in <laughs> because we spent most of the time with Mark Waller going, What was my past? instead of like digging deep into everyone else who's been there, like what have they learned. It's one of those, like, only he can save us. And I'm like, well, that's kind of boring, you know? So we, you, once you figure out that he's like the, oh, he's the only one that can save us, you can kind of, you know who's going to be safe. You know what, how, they, like, it becomes cookie cutter after that. You're like, okay, well, wait. Oh, the epiphany what he, that he needed at this time, there it is. And he saves the day. Like, it's, it beco- it's not, it's nothing <laughs> to guess at. Go ahead, Kelsey. So you seem like you're going to say something. So is this like... um kind of like uh monster hunter where they just spend too much focus on a particular set instead of on what the possibilities could be you know or is it more like uh what was the the movie with um the limitless movie with scarlett johansson where it's just oh no he doesn't get like super overpowered in any way no but like that it's like they spend a whole bunch of time building up to this one spot and then it's like oh it's over yeah like the bad guys are done all right so like we didn't get the back and forth between like you know i hate to bring this up but you know how assassin's creed we get the the battle between the templars and the assassins sometimes they win sometimes they lose what happened it's basically hey we've been at this war for whatever now it's this guy's time to save the day and then we just follow mark Wahlberg saving the day Granted, there is some like fights and stuff, but he he makes it because he's the protagonist because he's the only person that can do this. Apparently, it's not like in it's not like in Assassin's Creed Two where you like or or even the first one where you like you get some information about what's going on and then you get pulled out of the real world. You find some other stuff out and then you go back in and you find some other things out and then like at the very end is when you have the epiphany and then shit just kind of rolls together. Yeah, for me, I was disappointed because it, was, it sounded like a good premise with the reincarnation stuff, and I was hoping like I guess. I would have liked to see that stuff throughout the ages. Like have the bat, like even if it's like a two, three movie, like them going at it throughout the ages and then they'll die and reincarnate as somebody else and we have to figure out who it is and them getting something like that. I don't know, but it just, it cuts to, oh, there's reincarnation. We cut to the one guy, he saves the day. I don't think there's going to be any other war and it ends that way. And it's like, okay, well, they they just throw it out instead of just spending time with it. Like it, this would have been a cooler, like maybe TV series or something if they fleshed more of the world out more conflicts like there's no squad of people like especially if you have like a team of people who've learned knowledge from who knows when like you would have like oh the, this is the heavy build this is this guy right here he and back in 1940 whatever lifted a building or some shit I, like i don't know like get something with it like it was just yeah they, everyone knows how to fight because we you know because they just learned it from back then. Oh, he he's going to be the sacrifice here. Please feel something for him. We didn't know anything about him besides he's on the believer side. We don't know yeah, who liked I mean, each other. The movie itself is fairly short, but like an hour and what, 40, 40 minutes or something? Yeah. Like, I, I feel like most of those movies, like if they 
if they really just two two and a half hours like that's the sweet spot for like being able to give portray a whole bunch of information mm-hmm. and then really kind of tie it all together but it doesn't sound like that the length of this movie would have really made that much of a difference it sounds like they just had the wrong focus they focus too like in monster hunter they focus too much on the what's here and now versus what the world has to offer and i think that, yes that's what basically happened here because mo- i think two-thirds of the movie is hey let's help mark Wahlberg get his memory back so because the what he remembers is what the key what the key is to stop to either a kill everyone and or stop them from killing everyone so the entire time is please remember please remember when he remembers oh i remember and then now it's that's it there's some cool action sequences some of them were kind of short but it's not enough for me to be like yo go watch this man you know there's some crazy freaking plane scene lit there's and there's also some suspension of disbelief because there's a, an injury he sustains where I'm like, where's that injury? He, where I'm like, this guy's not going to make it. Final fight, not a problem. Just going in there, fighting, doing whatever he needs to. And I'm like, that... You, less than a couple hours ago, my guy, you 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 were bleeding out. Like, what'd you, what'd you do? You <laughs> know? He remembered how to ignore the pain. Uh, that might have been it. You know? But sounds, I, like, I, sounds like Chuck... Like, we're like, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> yeah, and then bam, I can do this. And But it's not It's not in a comedic way. It's like they take themselves serious. That, And I think that's why I'm like, if there's like a sort of parody or like joking about it, then it would, it would be more entertaining. But this one was like, okay, we saw it. You know, there's some, I, I'm going to go with a no here. Ren, I don't know if you have anything else to add, but, I, you know, Mark Wahlberg looks great in it. You can tell he's still working out. I guess that's a plus, you know. You remember the name of the uh, main antagonist? I don't remember the actor's name. I don't remember the well, actor's name. Actor. Oh, he, yeah, the actors are fine. Uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah, Doctor Strange, the one that was helping. Talk about uh, Chiwetel Mordo. Ejiofor. That may be it. Give me a sec. Sorry, I gotta look it up. Talk about the black guy that uh, turns bad at the end of uh, Doctor Strange. Correct. Yeah. Yep, that's him. You're right. You got that name right. I don't know that I pronounced that right, but... <laughs> right, we did what we could. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to knock you for that. Uh, but yeah, he... Again, the performances were fine. It's just... Dialogue was whatever. The writing was okay. And then the plot points were like... They weren't giving me what I wanted, personally. Which was like, okay, you had a good idea, a good concept here. And then they just scaled it down to like six people. Like, Brian, your gripe with the Civil War in Marvel was like... This is supposed to be like a huge thing that that in, that includes a lot of people. This sounded like that's the same thing, and they just focus on like five people. Civil War is a dodgeball game out of fucking health hel- carrier, yeah. helicopter carrier. Yeah, yeah I don't carrier know. is the correct one. Yeah, want. I think that's the correct. Take seven, part. go take seven. I wonder if this chat or nothing's working because I don't see any any movement. There's anyone typing in each other's chats? No. Nope. Okay, it works. Rhyme type moose. Um, yeah, I don't type know. Mine. Yeah, yours works too. I can see both. I know what else, Randall. What you got? You, you enjoyed him as an actor. Um, everything you said is pretty much mm. just. <laughs> but I mean, that, there is much not not like if he had something else to add, that'd be great. But it's. It's just so right. average. Um, like it's so like okay, it's an action flick. It, it, they did, you know what they wanted to do, 
and that's it. Like there was nothing. What is what's Nick saying? Nothing to write home about. Yeah, that's that's this movie. All right, so here's here's the here's one thing that um that really bothered me about the movie is this movie could have ended. I don't know, five minutes or ten minutes after it started. Yeah, maybe that's like true. fifteen minutes after it started because so the main the main bad guy who's like leading all of this thing. Uh, the reason why he wants to destroy people who can reincarnate or pretty much everything on earth is because he can't deal with the fact that um, when you're re- the way is at least the way they explain it in the movie, the way it's supposed to happen is when you are reincarnated, you are supposed to gradually get your memory back of your previous lives over time as you're growing up. Him the way he explained it is he gets everything at one time before he is before he's even born like he's in the fetus and he's remembering every life that he lived bad good whatever so i'm guessing it drove him mad so he's like he can't that's this whole point is that he can't deal with this it's driving him crazy and needs to end so i'm like well, why don't you just off yourself? Why, like, why do you need to kill everybody else? Mm-hmm. That would solve the problem. I mean, like, I'm not an advocate for self-harm, suicide, yeah. but if you're, yeah, t- it if, sounds like he has a gripe with him with himself, not necessarily everybody else. Yeah. So if you're at a point where you're like, deal with my problem or kill the the rest of civilization, then maybe you should just handle the issue. Which, which is with yourself, not with everyone else, which is what I didn't understand about the movie. Like, how could you build an entire movie about a problem that a person has with themselves, not with everyone else? So it was like, he could have easily just solved it. Or so no one even even brought it up. Even I would have gave them kudos if someone brought it up in conversation. Like if you got because he had conversations with people. And yeah, like, they should have been like, why don't you just? I'll thank you for reminding it. He has his group of people has special bullets, where if you shot somebody who reincarnates, they won't be able to reincarnate. So the bullet extracts the soul into the thing into data, and then he has a wall filled of people he's killed. That are stuck on this chip. So when they introduce that in the movie, I'm like, just shoot yourself, and then some with that bullet, and you won't reincarnate. Exactly. And then the movie kept going, and I'm like, oh, okay. That that thing reminded me. I forgot about the bullet. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, that's what it would be like. Like you know, go live out your life, do what you want to do, and when you when it's time, when you're like you've had enough and you don't want to deal with it anymore, maybe you're old or some junk like that. Take don't that. use a regular gun. Use that gun. Yeah. And it'll be over with, but I don't know. That was that was probably my biggest uh, hang up with the movie. Everything else Anthony said, I co-sign. It was a, uh, it wasn't very um, entertaining, huh? You said very yes. So my first word is just to say sponge. sponge. So it's very sponge. Got it. Yeah, it was. Man. Uh, I mean, Anthony, you said you liked the action. I thought I didn't. You didn't even like the action either? The only thing that I liked about that movie was the Aston Martin. Oh, yeah. They had a, the, the, the Aston Martin was in it. It looks clean. He says, it, he says the Aston Martin. Yeah. Uh, the acting of the, the actor that I mentioned. 
Yes, the, the antagonist. He does crazy really well. Yes, he does. Um, that's it. The car and him. And him. That's fair. The action was, I mean, it had potential, especially at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I thought, I was like, oh, snap. This might be lit. Yeah, because the action sequence at first with the car and yeah. the attorney, yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, it's, it's going to be supernatural shit. Like, they're going to be doing crazy things. Then They never bring it up until it was convenient again. The whole movie was about trying to get this guy to remember who he was. That's all it was. And it was just going from location to location, like, do you remember now? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. The, the bullet thing doesn't make any sense. Because it doesn't sound like they're actually dead. It sounds like they're trapped. The soul is trapped in the thing. Yeah. And so if you break the thing, then the soul would technically be free to be reincarnated. Which I think is what happens because it ends. Spoilers. The bad guy, get the the antagonist gets destroyed and they go to the wall where everything's there and they just break everything. Uh, To me, signifying, oh, we've released them from their cages. Nothing about anything that you've said really makes any sense. Like, it just, this does not sound like a good... Who authorized this? <laughs> Paramount Plus needed some exclusive movies, I'm assuming, and Mark Wahlberg's like, "Fam, I got you." Now, you know, like I, that's something I think. Like, I if think... he just cryogenically froze himself, then that would mean that he'd just be like unconscious. No one gets shot, and no one's a bullet. Yeah. He's... Well, sometimes they say in movies that when people are um are frozen, that they still. They still dream and they stuff. They still dream. Yeah. They're like their subconscious or their dreams it's still are active. still active. Yeah, but you won't get a whole other life to remember. I don't know. Like I said, like that that reincarnation stuff got me in the beginning. I'm like, oh, they might expand about this. I might do something cool. Nothing cool is done. They almost like negated it. It was just remember this. And then no, nobody's backstory and what they did. How do they be like the relationship with the squad that you that he starts off with when he joins the believers? They're just like, oh, they look kind of cool. I guess they can fight. That's it. I, I feel like they could have done a really cool <clears throat> Inception version of this, where they like start off with they Mark start Robert. off with something, yeah, and then like cut to uh, like him as the blacksmith from whenever, you yes. know, and then something happens, and then he dies, and then you know. He like all of a sudden when he dies, he just comes back to being the current, and then is like, "Okay, I got this," and starts doing stuff. And then maybe he like goes to sleep, and then he remembers something else, and it shows, you know, another past life. And then he wakes up, and he's like, "I got an idea," you know? Yeah. It would have been cool if they Tyler Durden did, where he his whole squad is just reincarnated people he's remembering. Oh, that would have been decent. Like you think he's talking to other people, but it's just in his head, like the Avatar stuff, where he's like talking to um, Princess. Uh... I'm bad with the names. Not Bubblegum. <laughs> the one that they have with that, that statue of the girl avatar. Oh, Kyoshi. Kyoshi, yeah. She was badass. And, like, you know how she visits when he's trying to figure out a way to take down the fire uh, the fire lord without killing him. And he everyone visits him to be like, no, fam, sometimes you got to kill people, bro. And then he's like, no, there's got to be another way. No. He asks, like, every of them. And they're like, no, you got to kill him. Kyoshi's my favorite because she's like, bruh. Take off your panties and fucking do something. Yeah, that's why I like Kyoshi, because she was like, bro, shut the hell up and go kill him. Oh, man. But I, I don't know. I can't recommend this to people, man. The idea was great. Yeah, that's what that's it's what I'm unique, behind. Cause I, I, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything that I've, uh, I've seen in the past that, like, the uh, 
the story was about that. Um, I mean, Avatar did it, but it was just one, yeah, execution was terrible. Avatar did it with the one with the <laughs> Avatar right, that works, but this is like it's a bunch of like it's it's something so, that's just so. I, well, I know um, it's aim, right? Yeah, it's just it's just avatars he, he that can do that. Right? Yeah, not, so, well, sort of. It's not reincarnation. It's just the wisdoms passed down. In, so in he's way. not the same person as he was before. It's a different person. Yes and no. Kelsey, I mean, fact check me here, I guess. Because so he's his own person, but he's he has the ability to call on his past lives and like talk to them and get their knowledge and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Also, I really want to point out that Randall doesn't know anything about this, and he knew the name more than M Night Shyamalan did, and whatever the fuck that was in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> well, I watched it a little bit. Oh, okay, well, yeah, if you watch it, then that's right. Because I was watching, and you were like, we were eating and stuff. And you would watch while I was watching it. So that's that's those are facts. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with a no on Infinite. Uh, you are you right there with me or? Nah, I can't recommend it. Yeah, I it's it's a pass. It's a definitely right a pass. Ah, no, no, it's not even of the. You know what I'm saying? It's just game. It's just game. You know. Is that year. Nah, bro. None of that. It's a game. It's a, yeah. it's a premature idea still sitting at the table. Yeah, man. Beta of the year? No, beta means you've worked on, like, <laughs> you got a playable build, my guy. You know? All right, Randall, let's keep it moving. Rogue Hostage, my dude. What is that? I honestly don't know. Oh, my God. I can believe that. Tyrese. Yeah. Oh, God. That's a guy to. Oh. I'm just gonna say, don't go watch it. Oh, that's gonna be the shortest fucking. Oh, it's oh, but Malkovich is in it. He was he wasn't funny or good in it. He was mediocre at best. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, this guy three. I mean, he's still funny, but it's like that movie was terrible, bro. You you would get more entertainment by looking at the comments about the movie. Like hearing some of the stuff that people say about the movie uh-huh. is more entertaining than watching the movie itself. So this is just a hard well, pass from just don't watch fair, it. Got it. Go to ahead. be fair, a lot of times that's the case. YouTube comment section is almost... A, a it's movie. its own entertainment, yeah. Okay, hold on. Hold on. What are you looking let, for, Let's look at Rotten Tomatoes real quick. Oh, that's Rock a good question. That's. I wonder if if either side gave it a good rating. I don't think so. What is it called? Rogue Hostage? Rogue Hostage, yeah. This is going to be the quickest one. sounds dumb. Oh my god. You see the, co- you see the uh, cover? It looks like a, it's like a wannabe Mission Impossible cover. <laughs> oh yeah, you guys ready? You guys want to vote? Like, you guys want to guess what the tomato meter is versus the audience score? I think the audience score is higher than the critic score. No, I think the the audience score is lower than the critic score. Okay, what, what, are, what are your percentages? Oh, numbers? I don't know. For each side? Yeah, critics. Okay, so I'm what do you say, think? Go ahead. I'm gonna say forty-five critics, twelve, twelve audience. Randall, you want to give a guess? I don't know. I just know the movie's terrible. So, <laughs> if if, right, you, guys if you said it was if you said it was zero and two, I wouldn't be surprised. Damn. <laughs> so so. The tomato meter, the the professional reviews. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> he got one of them. And the the audience score is forty one. Now this is with fewer than fifty ratings. Oh, okay. Like I'm. A, did this just come out? Yeah, it's a recent June eleventh. June eleventh. It came out within the month. Right. Yeah, so I'm assuming that this is something that's gonna get worse and worse as time goes over. Yeah. 
<clears throat> and it's it's not really a big enough difference, I don't think, for us to watch as part of our like Tuesday thing if we yeah. ever get back to it. <laughs> I don't know if that's after gonna... this week. I can be. I should be available again after tomorrow. I'm I'm, I'm free up weekdays again. Gotcha. All right. so we got to start planning that. Okay. So all right. So that's a hard. That's the hardest I've ever seen. Just no. I would right. rather watch Hellboy. Oh shit! Answer your question right there, Kelsey. I was get, I was waiting for you to stop so I could ask. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Well then, shit. Let's move. Keep it fucking moving. <laughs> Do you have a, a a long review for Misfits, or is that also just a fucking hard pass? Misfits is with uh, is that the Brosnan. heist movie with Pierce? Yeah, with Pierce uh, Pierce Brosnan, the old ba- the old Batman, the old James Bond. The James Bond. Movie. What do I remember about that movie? Did you say what do you remember about that movie? This is not turning. You didn't have a good week, my guy. Man, is that Nick? Is that Nick Cannon in this? Yes. Yeah. Um. Here's the thing, man. I don't know if we. I don't know if we're still considered to be in a pandemic or not. Yes, technically we. Yes, we're still in a pandemic. Well, but with the I, fact that a. Uh... The CDC is recommending that even vaccinated people continue to wear masks because of variant D. Uh, I would go with yes. Yeah. Okay. So, but I'm not a. With that being expert. said, ever since this whole ordeal has happened, I personally feel like the movies have been lackluster, which makes sense because um, you don't have much time. You can't. People can't be around each other as much, and location is limited and whatever all those different things affect the movie so you're missing one one reason another reason what other reason money and by money i mean we just saw a a quiet place part two that was ready last year so we're getting trashed because all the good stuff is being held off so we can go back to the theater and that's when that's when they can get their money at first i didn't understand what you meant by money but now i understand They're, they're holding on because if they don't because they, they make now, they won't make any money. They won't make as much money as people going to the theaters, and, um, and I'm yeah. sure it shows. So, I just feel like a lot of the movies that I've been watching lately seem like movies that actors and actresses are taking just because either nothing big is being released because of what you said. Like they're like, we're not releasing it now because when we do, we want it to be in theaters. So therefore, you're getting a lot of B movies and. Or C or D movies. Huh? Or C or D movies. Misfits feels like it is a B movie. Okay. Um, With Jerry Seinfeld? Huh? Huh? With Jerry Seinfeld? With Jerry Seinfeld? B movie? He played the B? (laughs) Keep it moving. I was wondering if he was going to get it. Just keep it moving. Don't worry about it. I watch Seinfeld, but I don't get that. Don't get it. You, got, you have to explain it now. Uh, you said it's a B movie. Yeah. The name of the movie that the B is called a B movie, and Jerry Seinfeld plays the B in a B movie. Is this an actual, actual movie? movie? Yes, it's an animated movie, but it's called B. Oh, it's just called B movie, not A B movie. Yeah, it's called B movie. Yeah. Okay. I've never seen that movie. You're, you'll you'll you you don't need to. Okay. It's Imagine, not. All right, Randall. Imagine. Imagine a movie where Seinfeld is a bee that kind of falls in love with a human. That's weird. That's you got it. <laughs> I mean, not weird. Everybody, like, everybody, not... everybody in the audience that saw that was like with the the husband or boyfriend or whatever. The guy that was like, 
Yeah, like <laughs> what the fuck? It's 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 weird. I mean, it's not weird in the sense that a, a, a insect fell for a woman because most species tend to like women. Yeah. But it's just weird that someone would make a movie about like that's the whole point of the movie is that this bee is in love with a human being. Randall, I hey I I didn't watch it. I saw the trailer and I'm like hard pass, and I I think I made the right choice. But that's um, just me. You know. Yeah. Misfits. I, it was it's it was a low budget heist movie. Now, what did it try to be? Did it try to be an Ocean's Eleven? Did it try to be uh, a Fast I and think Furious every movie? movie? That it's a heist movie tries to be Ocean Eleven. Okay. Because you know they do the whole plan it out. First, they get the group together. Somebody in the group doesn't want to be in the group until someone says something that sways them to be in the group. And then next thing you know, everyone just wants to be in the group. You and then they have this, yeah, and then you have this elaborate plan where a bunch of people's like, I don't think we can pull this off because this is impossible. But then he says, yeah, we can do it. This is how we do it, blah, blah, blah. Then there's a montage of them going through all the steps. And then they do said thing. And then they have issues along the way. But then they pull it off. But then it looks like they get caught or they don't do it. But then at the end, they show that what really happened. And, I mean, it's all the same thing. Cookie cutter heist movie. Now. Yeah, but Cookies, it's just yeah. that it was in, it was an entertaining. It was I don't know why it was entertaining. It because was, the magic, you need to have the actors, you need to have the dialogue, the quips back and forth. Soder, I think it's Steven Soderbergh who made Ocean's Eleven. Let me see. I don't want to speak out of. What I would do is if I made a heist movie, the second they're about to pull off, like they start trying to do the heist. One of the people just gets shot and killed immediately. <laughs> Jesus. That, that way you don't know what the fuck's happening. Now that whole guy's missing on the plan, figure it out. Yeah, Steven Soderbergh. It's just, it's the right people at the right time. Listen to this cast of Ocean's Eleven. George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, Garcia, Julia Roberts, Bernie Mac, Elliot Gold, Carl Rayner, Don Cheadle. It's magic. What they had in that movie, that's not going to be redone again. It's Until not. they have that Julia Roberts pretending to play Julia Roberts. Yeah, like it's <laughs> it, it it people who are gunning for that you just can't. You need to have the right people, the right screenwriter, like the director needs to be right. Like it's Soderbergh had every what is it the the, the Chemical X from the Powerpuff Girls? He had mm-hmm. that. Yeah, he put that in the mix, and that's what came out. It just can't be re- it can't be redone. You just you just applaud it, and maybe someday you'll make something like that before you know, in your own way. But shit. Yeah, man, I have my own opinions about how this stuff happens. Like, I feel like it's like two sides of the coin. It's like I understand people are trying to make money because you need money to survive. But yes, sir. At the same at the same time, it's like, why would you put this out, man? Like. Because someone's already invested in it. Like, Anytime, you got to try to get some return. This know? is how I would think. Okay. And by, by any means, I am not saying that I am the guru of movie directing and, and, and writing. But is that the guru? I think that's the guru we have on this podcast live exclusively. But I think that I've, I have so much experience watching movies just like everyone else on this podcast that <laughs> I understand what not to do uh-huh <laughs> so what i i just feel like this is the this is like uh us reviewing that song with uh black eyed peas and shakira oh <laughs> fuck man it's I like who, who 
Who authorized? Who authorized this? Somebody go iron this person's hands. Like, yeah, like <laughs> what? What's sad to me about the? I don't want to derail you. The Shakira song is it's not just one person. Multiple people have to say, "Yeah, you got it. Keep mm-hmm. it moving," and then they put it on the airwaves. Go ahead. It's same with the movie. I'm assuming like multiple yeah. people have to go. It's a team. Yes, it's a, it's a, yeah. Everyone said yes. Yeah. Or the if they voted, a majority said yes. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Especially the the producers, the one who's slinging the money. Yeah. They're <laughs> like, they're like, uh, yeah, yeah. This sounds good to waste my money on. Let's go for it. Yep. I think I can make a return on this. Um, but but like okay. I was saying, I think I know. I've seen enough movies to know. N- not what to do. Mm-hmm. So if I what not to do. what not to do. Well, yeah, what yeah. not to do. You hit if me with I something. am given a script, let's say I didn't come up with the script. Let's say I'm given a script and someone says this is a heist movie. My brain automatically says Ocean's Eleven. Yes. I cannot greenlit this unless this junk is on par or better. Yeah. If it, or if it does, it's if it's as entertaining as it. It's not like it doesn't have to yeah. do the same thing. It just has to be as entertaining. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know that you're gonna. I mean, I guess you could get on par, but it. I think it's gonna be a lot easier to get close, not necessarily yeah. on par. Well, when I say on par, I don't mean like this is a, a close at ad, um adaptation. I think that's what it's called of uh-huh. Ocean Eleven. Yeah. I mean like. The quality is as good as Ocean's Eleven. It might be its own unique style of a heist movie, yeah. but the quality is on the same level. I guess what you're trying to say is like when people think of heist movies, you don't want it to just be Ocean's Eleven. You want it exactly. to be Ocean's Eleven, like Ocean's and, 11 and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know? yeah. Even if my junk is all comedy, it's a, it's a pure comedy heist movie. Uh-huh. It's the, the quality is so good yeah. that... You think of it when you think heist movie. Yeah, you, don't, you won't be like, this is trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Um, I just don't understand how certain movies like this come out. But again, it it's, it could be for the the whole purpose of money. Yeah, the people need jobs, bro. So, and they buy it's like you said. It might it did it seem low budget? I'm assuming. I feel like I'm a movie snob, man. Because Why? we're here to review. Like we, everyone has opinions. Movie. No, no. When, also, this is what I mean when I say I feel like I'm a movie snob. This is this is literally what happens a hundred percent of the time, every time. So. I get into a habit of like when I'm eating food, I like to watch a movie. Yeah. So like if I order food, I like to find a movie that I want to watch, preferably something I've never seen before. Yeah. So that I can eat and watch the movie at the same time. Correct. I would sit there for like 30 minutes looking through movies. And if I see a movie (laughs) where it doesn't look like... And A, like, I mean, like... The posters got to bring Like, in. Hollywood Prime uh-huh. quality. Like, the camera has to, be, has to be, like, red camera quality. Oh, I don't know. I asked for too much. If it looks anything like B, uh-huh. I'm immediately like, nah, I'm not watching this. Uh-huh. Um, but I've tried to, like, give movies a chance. Because I see sometimes you guys watch movies where it's like... I would never in my right mind have ever thought about watching this movie. Uh-huh. Just based off... Philosopher. <laughs> yeah. So... That movie was so fucking dumb gold, man. Misfits and... Um, the Tyrese movie... Um, Rogue Hostage. Rogue Hostage. Those, like, do not... When I play the trailer, I'm, that's, that's the first thing my brain is looking for. Yeah. When I hit play, does this look like it came out of Hollywood or does it look like somebody's final project? Okay. And when I saw it, I was like, eh. 
It's it's kind of gray, so I watched it, but nah, man. That that's kind of how I felt with um, uh, what's it called? Jupiter Le- Jupiter's Legacy or whatever. Oh, the like, superhero one, right? Yeah, like the thing was is that the the trailers looked great. Yeah, and then you watch the first like episode, and the fight is like, bro, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. We could do a better job than whatever the fuck it was that I just watched. Oh man! <laughs> you know when you can see them where they're like they're like I must go, and then they just kind of float off screen. You're like, this is this is a Netflix movie. And like, it's not done on purpose. Like, is that purpose of trying to be campy in any way? Like, it's I, 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 no. Like the the movie was like a or the the show was like a serious show. It wasn't oh. like a you know, oh, we're trying to be funny, haha, superheroes, they suck, whatever. No, this was like the whole premise of the show was fucking serious, and then they got shit like that. You're just, you know, I'm on board with, with Randall. Like, shit like that just bothers me. You know, it's one thing if it's one thing if it's like, oh, we're making something, we have this cool idea, we just don't have the budget or the money or the resources or know how or whatever to do this. We threw it together, and then maybe it gets picked up somewhere else, and then they make an actual adaptation that has real actors doing real shit, uh-huh. you know. But when you have something that's like you're throwing millions of dollars at this, brah, there, there's there's a bar, okay? Yeah, <laughs> that's that was that was going to be my exact next point. You are throwing so much guap at this junk, man. Like, come on, man. This is a lot of money. This is like. A hundred dollars, maybe fifteen hundred dollars. We talking about millions of dollars, man. If you got, if someone gave me millions of dollars to make a movie, oh my god, that he wouldn't be able to sleep. Probably the stress will probably drive you crazy. And anxiety. Wouldn't be, I wouldn't be stressed. I wouldn't be stressed. I would just be like, I will make sure everything is consistent. Well, that's the that's where. That's where the time thing comes in. The stress and anxiety comes when they're like, here's the millions of dollars. Have something by said date. Oh, no, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm taking your route. Remember we had this conversation? I said that if you were a director uh-huh. and you were, you, were, you were hire an assistant just so that person can oh, yeah. show people a sheet of paper that says, I'm in charge. Yeah. I have complete control. creative control. Randall, I don't know if you've known because you might be new here, but I'm the director of the Federal Bureau of Control. So what I'm saying okay. is I would apply that same rule. Like, yeah. you asked me, you came to me, you asked me to do this movie. Then we're doing it my so way. There's a sheet of paper that says I have complete creative control. So don't ask me when yeah. it's going to be done. When it's ready. That's what I, yeah. I'm going to give the scene. <laughs> I, I, like, I feel like the what he's looking for is, is like the American in the Japanese world. Yeah, I told you guys about this, right? Where there's like, so they have a position in Japan called the American, right? Because despite like in Asian cultures, they, you don't, if the company is like, we're going to do this. And every single one of the workers is like, bro, this is a terrible idea. We should not do this. Uh-huh. They don't say anything. They, they're not supposed to like, it's considered, you know, bad, uh, whatever to say, like, just talk up to your boss and be like, that's dumb. You know, uh-huh. if that you don't agree. So they ha- they have what's called the American that they keep on staff. It's literally a person, a, 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 usually an American person, that they hold on staff so that when somebody is doing something really stupid, 
the the company the the employees go to this person and go, "Hey, this is going to bankrupt us. This is really stupid. None of us like this. Can you please say it?" And then the American basically, you know, front kicks the door like Sparta kicks the door open and is like, "Yo, this is dumb. Nobody likes it. We're not fucking doing this." Like that's that is literally their job. That is the job title. That's no that, that that's that's forward thinking right there. That's what I need. When I was in high school, um, uh, uh, my friends and I had a conversation similar to what Kelsey said. I can't remember what the name of the group was, but we wanted to be like a uh, what would you call it? Like liaison? No, not liaison. What is it called? Like a surrogate? No, no, no. What is it? What is it called mm-hmm. when people hire you just to give them advice? Strong. Consultant. A, a consultant. Yeah, just to give them advice. It's just a consultant. Yeah, a consultant. Okay. So it was kind of like we're consultants. So basically, we we was like, there should be a group that every movie that comes through. Yeah. At the end, that group needs to go through that that movie with a fine tooth comb. And, and point out every stupid idea or I don't want to use the word stupid, but this unintelligent or just not, uh, so one that doesn't fit or breaking continuity. Yeah. Or stuff that doesn't fit yeah. or like any of those things. Stuff, stuff that should, yeah. Problems. Yeah. Problems. Mm-hmm. It, it should be a group. That should be like your I don't really want to say the last step. That should be like when you have a concrete story. Yeah, once you have it in writing, like once you have the plot points, the dialogue, I don't know, something yeah. like something like. And before you like go in too far with production, you need to have these guys look at it and be like, okay, this is broken, blah blah blah, so on and so forth. I feel like there needs a that needs to be a real group that exists in Hollywood. I'm sure there's there's a group, it. but like I'm so sure- you know how they have, you know how they have those uh, the game makers where you can like prototype stuff like like super quick. Yeah. They should just prototype what the script does and, like, you know, show it to a small audience and be like, what do you think? And they go, that was fucking terrible. And you go, okay, what did you like about it? Did you watch it? Like, what What were you thinking? No. <laughs> and then they'll applaud them. It's like, okay, thanks for saving us $20 million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. They do, they kind of do have something like that in in Hollywood or in movies. It's called like it's focus pre screen. Yeah, pre screen as well. Mm-hmm. They have that for almost but, all the entertainment industry. The thing about it is just like it's irrelevant because, to my knowledge, they don't really go back and drastically change it. Like if if the focus group says this movie sucked, they're not going to go back and reshoot the movie. They just try to fine tune what they didn't like exactly. and make it less. Like in the band aid go. Yeah, it's right? band aid solutions. That's time. Because a lot of these big studios, like, is the MGM? MGM or, like, Paramount or whatever, like, they don't, they don't, like, give them that much creative freedom. That's why there's a lot of indie films that are doing great because it's independent. Like, they either out of their pocket or they get funding from whatever and they can do what they want. Those big ones, like, Mar- I'm assuming the people at Disney and Marvel, they just, they have a schedule. They got to they gotta get through it. Mm-hmm. They know exactly. That's why it's been working so far because they, they have a blueprint. This movie, this is going to do this, this is going to do this, this is going to do this, and execute, period. Whether or not it like, and that's that's why we keep talking about the DC versus Marvel. Marvel has their blueprint: be funny in a bit, and get attractive people on screen. You know what I'm saying? And like, and make people care about these guys. Keep it moving. DC's like I, we don't have that blueprint yet. They don't have that workflow yet. Which is weird to me because their animated movies are superb. We'll get to that. Cause I think he saw. Did he see it? Let me double check. Under the hood. He did not. Luca. 
Oh, no. Uh, the Long Halloween. There's a new Batman like, animated movie that came out. Then Randall saw it, and he said it's fucking banger. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, okay. Is that the, is, is that the one? Uh, I think somebody posted a clip, or not a clip, but a uh, thing about it, where Bruce is, like, talking about Halloween, and then um, uh, Alfred's like, yes, dressing up in a costume and going out to scare people, you know, or something like that is just terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but he said it was dope. But I wanted to see if you had to watch it. No, I haven't. I didn't know. I didn't know that it it came. A new one came out. I'll have to go see if I can find it. Um. So misfits. It sounds like it's a hard pass. Yeah, it's a hard pass. All right. Wait, wait. Do we need to? What did it get on? Uh, got a four point one. Okay, here we go. Give it a check, homie. Misfits. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Oof. Hi, guesses. Audience first. Audience first, then the. Or I'm sorry, professional then audience. Uh, Ten percent professional. Thirty-six percent audience. Okay, I'm gonna uh, professional. What is this? What were we talking about? Misfits. Ooh, uh, let me go with five percent, uh, Howie. And then uh, for uh, users, there's a lot of likable people on here, right? I'm gonna go twenty percent. You know what I'm saying? Randall, you got a, you got a guess? Mm, I go with 35 professional. Uh, yeah, that's benefit going. of the doubt. Yeah, he's, he's getting he's 41. Getting because people are like, I've seen some people, I've seen people like weird stuff, man. That's true. And like, I've seen that. people like stuff that was, that was clearly trash. I've seen people Right in the comments, this was amazing, and I'm like, "What?" Yeah, I, there's Mortal Kombat movie. Mortal Kombat movie. We had one in our podcast. So yeah, so yeah, 35 and maybe 41, 41 audience. Uh, uh, so the professional was 19. Oh damn it! And the audience score was 63. What? Wow! I cannot understand how it got that high. So this sounds like. Well, I mean, this is about a 40% just like the other one was for, uh, uh, what was it, Rogue Hostage? Yeah. So, I mean, it sounds like it's these are candidates for uh, our Tuesday, you know, what the fuck reviews. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit, dude. If y'all watch any of those movies, I'm, no. You already watched this, so I mean, I understand if you don't want to rewatch it. Especially if you're saying hard pass it's, on it, all it of them. It would be painful you know? for me to watch through it again. Like, that's how bad it is. At least to me, that's how bad it is. Maybe you miss all the gems. Okay. I don't know. I feel like some of these movies they're better when you watch it with a group because you can sit there and laugh at shit. It's because you're roasting um, it the entire time, you know. Yeah. See, that's the you thing, know? though. You guys could, you guys could like roast movies and stuff. I am literally in anger when I'm sitting here watching this stuff. Like it makes me angry. That's fair. I, especially if you're watching it like by yourself, you're sitting there going, "I dedicated this amount of time to this." It's not even that, and I'm it's okay. trash. I'm okay with like. I wouldn't call it wasting time because I usually I usually try to find something. They usually there's usually something t- that I learn watching it. What like it could be anything. If mm-hmm. it's something that I don't enjoy doing, it's always something I could take away from it. It's just that it was just that bad. Like okay, I don't want, I don't want to draw this out because I said I wasn't going to really do a review because it's not good. But the Rogue Nation movie, yeah, Tyrese's character is a. Is he Navy Seals? 
I don't think he's Navy SEALs. I, I just know he was in the military. Okay. No, he's um he's the other one. What is the other one called? Not Navy SEALs. Um, what branch? Green Beret. No. Marine. Marine. Uh, he's a Marine. Okay. Wow. All right. The whole movie, this dude did not want to use a gun. Did he explain why? I mean, you find out in the movie what happened, but it was one of those situations where, like, okay, this is the part that made me really get angry. He was in a situation where it was like he had a he picked up a gun off the ground. He had the gun in his hand, and the and the main antagonist was about to kill his little boy, and he was sitting there debating whether or not he wanted to use the gun to save the boy's life. What the hell? I'm like, are you serious? Like, I could understand PTSD. I understand that. I mean, I don't understand it, but you, you, you like, know, I, you know, I know it's not something easy to deal with. Yeah. It, it messes people up. Yeah. But if we're talking about survival skills or we're saving someone, protecting, like, yeah, yeah, a kid, a child, mm-hmm. you got to think about that. Maybe the kid's an asshole. No, nah, the kid was adorable, man. He's a sweet. He saved two people's lives. The little kid. The, the little kid. kid. Oh, yeah. there you go. Should have saved it up. Okay. <laughs> he like like it was a part where in the movie where like the kid um they had like disarm disarm one of the bad guys and while the other people so instead of disarming the bad guy and picking up the gun and using it, the person just disarmed the guy and then tried to like run away or whatever. Yeah. So the little kid was who was intelligent was like, No, I'm gonna pick this gun up because when the bad guy was about to attack, he shot him. Yeah. The kid. Oh, the kid then. Okay. Shoot. boy. That's Brian. Hey, that's Brian's kid. Well, <laughs> so Misfits. No. That's a hard no. Got it. <laughs> it's on the back of the box. Yeah. Yes, no. Brian. What? I got a question for you. Large. What the hell is a soul by Dale? Tail, yeah. No, no. Dale? Oh. There's a question mark in there, so you gotta make sure you say You like that? Dale? Oh, I have that. I need you to tell me yeah no. I just need you to tell me about Dale. You like that. Oh no no. Uh, I was just aligning it. Quick sideline before I get into this album. Got it. Look at your shirt, all right. My shirt? No, what's on it? Mega Man. For Mega Man X. Hold on. Oh, you got Mega Man for Mega Man X. Oh shit! It's like we're related. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No. No. Uh, for the camp, for the purpose of the show, we're not. You resemble each other a lot. Yeah, but he's uh. You yeah. the same hair products. No, because he has hair. I don't. <laughs> I mean, you do have hair on your head. Ugh. So, so Dale. Uh, yeah, I, I'm waiting to see if we can't take go. I don't want to interrupt. Oh, okay. All right, so this person, Tail. Brian, why don't you tell us about Tail? Tail? I'll give it to you straight, Jack. Okay. Is um, this music? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I heard of him years ago, back when I was SoundCloud heavy. He had a song, I think, called Selfishness, and I was like, it was loopable music. It okay. just slapped. It sounded like a J. Dilla beat. He can sing well. Uh-huh. It, so I loop him, right? Before you continue, does he make he produces his own instrument? Uh, that instrumentals I, or no? Okay, go ahead. 
Uh, he's part of the, he's a part owner, I think, of the Misfits label, which is Jaden's. It's him. He they're close friends, so oh, they kind of okay. started it together. Okay. Um, they had a song together, a single called uh, "Uno Los," and it's him busting over trap music. Oh, okay. And Jaden's in it, and like again, he's slapping. Slap. Okay. And then I heard, I heard a couple more songs. And is this like singles building up to this project or is it just random just, stuff before? Just random songs from before, but I heard it. one single before I realized the album was out. Oh, okay. I, like, I heard the single and then, oh, it's out this week. Got it. And from the single alone, I was like, yeah, it's beyond fucks. And it's oh. Willow Smith in it. Okay. Uh, she does a good job. And then the whole album was out. So I was like, naturally. I got to continue it. Okay. Uh, so I'm, I'm pulling up the... I just wrote two instead of Teo. <laughs> two? It's uh this um it's twelve songs, a little over half an hour, like thirty two thirty three minutes or so. Okay. No skits. Like these are just it's just songs. Just tracks, okay. That's not bad. Yeah. Out of the twelve songs, I only didn't heart three of them. And why didn't you? Missing that one, th- that oomph. Annoying cor- the chorus. It's oh. a repeating chorus. Okay. So yeah. That's why I didn't like it. There's ways to do repeating choruses. There's sometimes I allow it. Yeah. But this one was just the same word, the exact same infliction and cadence of it. And I'm like, okay. Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Fuck, I hate that song. That's what. That's how you do it bad, badly. That's a bad repeating chorus. This one he's doing like some kind of Latin fusion. Jazz bossa nova, but like all oh, the slaps, he sounds good on it, and the chorus is bandera, and then the salsa song, and then he goes bandera, and oh. just that, like five times for chorus. I'm like, everything else is good. I don't want to hear that over and over. Yeah, uh, I think yeah, every song, if the only ones that I didn't heart was because the chorus was lacking. Everything else was enjoyable. Okay, game of the year. Yeah, it sounds like it's gonna be no, a talk for the end of the year. Game of the year, but it's it it could be. Well, I mean, it, when it, we say game of the year, it's like talk yeah. of top ten. Yeah. Okay. Um, I felt like he experimented more. So, like I said, the song with Jaden that he did, yeah. it was bossa nova-ish kind of jazzy R&B, and halfway through, trap drums, and he's doing, like, rapper cadence. Like, oh. he does good either way. This, he experiments more. Some of it's just, like, heregatong sounding music, uh... Okay. He has a song on here called Asim, mm-hmm. and he's with a female singer who's singing Portuguese. He's not, but she is, and it's like still bossa nova kind of like, it's it's like bossa nova jazz Latin fusion mixed with like hip hop and R and B of today. That's that's okay. kind of his sound summed up. Uh, and he just plays around different genres of that. He still has the same songs minus the one with the Willow Smith. That's, yeah, that's like fucked beyond belief. Mm-hmm. He has songs of similar genre. And then he sprinkled in the different ones. Ah, I see. some trap songs where he's, he's talking that shit. And I'm like, like the song The Most, I think you'll like Anthem. The Most? Yeah. It's called The Most or I'm going to like it The yeah, Most? that's what he's called. Okay. That's what it's called. Because he's saying he's doing The Most. He oh, let's go. Flexes on him. Yeah, that's, that's, um, that's what we out here, Randall. We always doing The Most out here. You know what I'm saying? I, I enjoyed the album overall. I enjoy him as a singer. Him, him as a rapper too, apparently. Uh-huh. Oh, good for him. I what? hope it does well. I mm-hmm. don't know how if he's that popular. The, the song with the most plays, which is the one with Willow, that probably Willow. Yeah, if you're saying it's beyond second, belief, that's the second one. 
apparently second most played, but that one's beyond belief. That song fucks. Okay. Now, uh, now I'm hyped to listen to this. I have two albums to listen to this. Songs. There's only two, three songs. Okay, one of the ones I didn't like because of the chorus has the most plays, with almost four million. But the oh, other shit. two that mm-hmm. I liked don't pass two million. Everything else is like hundred thousands or just tens of thousands. Gotcha. So it's, it's, it seems like it's not getting that much play. Maybe don't, people don't know about he's an, him. I think much, he's an up an up and comer. I guess. I hope he blows up. Not like him exploding. I mean, like his music does. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say you need to relax, Ryan. You just said you yeah. like his music. You you can't just like wish that on on him. You know. <laughs> Shoot. It's, it's definitely worth worth listening to. Uh, like Latin music, you like jazz, you like bossa nova, like fusion kind of stuff. You like Spanish trap. There's a bit of it. I like what slaps, Brian, right? And if this slaps, I'm there. Then listen to the song Buzzed. That's the one with Willow Smith. Yeah. I get a whole workshop, eight hours. I looped only that song. Because right now I have a a Drake hype playlist that I play when I'm I'm working out. I was going to... Depending on the mood. I was going to ask you guys, do y'all have one song that... That I can loop? I'm talking about that junk gets you so hyped. You could go outside and punch somebody in the face. I have multiple songs like that. Wait, yeah, I have a whole playlist. <laughs> I have a lot of songs. No, okay, but I'm saying one song. Is there like one song above all that's like, yo, if I play this song, man, everybody's a victim. Any Chief Keef song. I can't narrow it down to one when Chief Keef exists. Oh, shit. Damn, one song. There, I, I need time to gather my, my I songs. Do, I, do. I, I can't do it off the top of my head. It makes you violent, but it just gets you so hyped that you can, can do for can... the year. If if we're gonna do one song this year, oh, I guess that's true. One no, year, man. go ahead, you hit him with your answer, bro. The year, obviously, do rag activity. Oh, do rag activity. Yeah, that's I, I can see that. As soon as I when I'm shuffling my 2021 songs in here, boom, boom, I'm already Glock out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't even know. I for me for me for a long time it was Money in the Grave. Oh. And if and if not Galchester, Drake, holy yeah, yeah, yeah. That that yep, I'm like, who are we fighting, my guy? Who who is it that we're gonna throw hands with? There's for me a lot of it like for workouts Drake hype. For some reason he knows how to make this he says this right shit where I'm like, you right, I'm I'm the shit. Like his he has like very uh what is like it? A- top three but he has like what just energy inducing yeah like he's like yo i he makes me believe i'm the shit you know what i'm saying so i'm like we're out here go ahead bro sorry i could do like a maybe like a top five but that's just, just one that's yeah there's a there's a lot of songs that i can put on loop and i'm i'm in it whoever walks into my garage on accident is gonna catch these fucking hands you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah there's songs that he, i would leave my garage open for someone to walk in just, yeah to invite him as a trap yeah, you know that scene in dave Chappelle and when keeping it real goes wrong yeah and that one guy who just instigates fights knowing he's a black belt uh-huh and he's like i don't like people playing on my phone no it wasn't that one it was a different one that guy that, that that's what some of these songs make you turn into there's some songs by the game that makes me violent that i can see can make me violent him and Bobby Shmurda. Um... Nah, Bobby Shmurda makes me laugh. Like I don't know why. No, but... The song with them. Uh... Oh, okay. Okay, his name of it. He's playing in his head. But we gotta keep moving. Uh, Dale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a question. It's a question I get to answer when you listen to this album. I highly recommend it. Okay, 
That's cool. I like that. I'm gonna have to listen to that. I so I forgot I forgot to listen to Tyler's uh, the creator's Same. album. So I need to listen to that this week, and I'll listen to those too. I was gonna listen to that this week as well. Lit. Okay, Randall. I'm gonna go to you real quick, Kelsey. After this, we'll get to you with the Batman stuff. I, Randall's been playing a <laughs> lot of Tekken, a lot of it, and he put down on here that he that he's been getting used to Seimetsu, whatever that is. Oh, I say converting to Seimetsu. converting to Seimetsu. So I, I haven't you... gotten it yet, but um, tell us what's happening. It. It's a stick. Gotcha. So there's three different types of um, major sticks. There's Sanwa, Hayabusa. And Sumetsu. Mm-hmm. Um, the stick that you and Brian got me, that's Hayabusa. Okay. Um, Sumetsu is... Uh, the reason why I want to try it is because their stick, the way the uh, switches are, is different than both Sanwa and Hayabusa. Because they have... So you know how, like, when you hit the stick, it like so there's, like, four different switches? Yeah. That's four, right? Yeah, there's four different switches, and then the lever hits the switch, which makes the control move or whatever, yes. right? Well, Sumitsu has these metal, le- um, I don't know what you would call them, but they, they're like metal, like... Um, levers, apparently. Yeah, it's like a lever or something like that. Uh-huh. So these levers are always touching the, the stick. Uh-huh. So as soon as you move it, it's, it's, it's immediately going in a, in a direction, a specific direction, whatever direction you choose. Uh-huh. Rather than the space in between the stick and the switch, yeah, which is how Sanwai and Hayabusa works. These had like it's always touching it. So I'm just wondering. Um, so the throw is smaller. There's almost no throw. Yeah, because it's it's like a mechanical keyboard where as soon as the as soon as some pressure is applied, it's there. Exactly. And also, I want to try because I think they have two different types of springs. Because the issue that I'm running into right now with the Hayabusa is that their spring is is really light. So I'm having that issue. Remember when I was telling you, like, if I try to go to neutral, if I'm going from down to try to go to neutral, it would spring up and then to neutral. Uh huh. So it's like times when I'm trying to do wild rising moves. And I'm trying to hit, hit the wild rising move, and it didn't go up. And so then my character jumps. Just hops. Yeah. Yeah. So if I have a harder spring, it'll return to neutral, and it'll be stiffer. Only the the, the downside of that, though, is that it might make fatigue an issue because the stick is stiffer. So then I would have to build up the, the muscle <clears throat> to deal with that for a long period of time. But... I'm excited to get it when it finally gets here. Um, aside from that, I think that I'm going to still. I think I'm going to stay with Hayabusa uh, switches. I mean, not switches, um, buttons, mm. because their button seems to be based on research. Um, they seem to be the most, the quickest, had the quickest response. Um, eventually, I want to build my own stick. Like from the ground up, because. Well, I mean, you are used to playing with your own stick. Those are facts. I'm hit you with it. Facts. Those are facts. Um. Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> That's that. So, how are you enjoying modding your uh, arcade stick? You've been liking it. It's been fun. 
or breaking it open. Well, the only thing I, I did was so I changed the. It was a square gate, and I changed it from a square a square gate to an eight gate. But then I changed it back to a square gate because I changed from a from a um, a ball top to a bat top, and the bat top is way better for me because a because my hands are bigger, and it helps with um, Korean back dashing mm-hmm. because when I use the ball and I'm trying to Korean back um, back dash, my hand will slide over the stick because <laughs> the, the, the stick is shorter. Yeah. But because the the bat uh, the bat top stands higher, yeah, it does. It's a lot. Dude, go keep going. I'm not saying anything. Go ahead. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> my hand it, it it stays flush with my hand, so okay. it's it's better control. Because the stick sits higher. You know what else helps with Korean back dashes? Probably the hitbox. Mm-hmm. You gotta give that hitbox a try, man. I mean, I am I am eventually gonna get get a hitbox, but the one that I the specific one that I want is is always um out of stock yeah and it was in stock for like five minutes one time and i was going through all my options and by the time i got to it it was like out of stock yeah because someone already has that shit like made bro ready to go and it's not like one of those situations where like you could just go on go onto the page hit add the cart buy you have to go through all the options first yeah because it's like it's kind of like you're building your your air yeah <laughs> yeah you're building your bed so by the time i went through all this which sucks because it's kind of like the same dilemma that bryant went through when he was getting a ps5 it's like if they see that i'm in the process of like checking out like yeah I'm at, like this, this dude isn't hitting buttons and making options for no reason like he obviously he's going to buy it so yeah. why don't we just put this one in the queue for him well I mean if you if you directly relate it to real life it's like if you go to Best Buy and someone's like and you're like I want to I want to grab this and the guy starts like walking walking that like your options with you like oh, you can do this stick and this and somebody just shoves your face over and be like I just want that and then just grabs it and runs yeah it's like it's fam I was in line like it's more so you're in line yeah about to like bag your stuff and someone reaches into your I you muted myself. Yeah, it makes sense. Reach, reach he got so excited. Class. He's like, I can't talk anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm so dumbfounded that no one knows how to make an online fucking card that makes sense. Because they don't care as long as they get paid. They don't care who, how inconveniences you. Okay. Yeah. Clearly because they haven't hired uh, Skullgirl's networking team. That's true. Which is on sale right now. I think it's five bucks base game. And then the season pass is 25 bucks right now until July. So... It's a good deal. Thirty bucks for all the content. Come on. I still can't believe after all this time, it's still the it's still to get consoles and it's still it's still difficult to get consoles and um, graphics cards. Yep. It's not hard to get Skullgirls though. It's on yep. sale. Thirty dollars, Randall. <laughs> I mean, anything digital, it's easy to get. Yeah. All right. But it's hard to put down, especially Skullgirls. All right. That works too. Okay, that's cool. Um, I think we're gonna save Luca for next week because I wanted to watch that movie. So maybe we can all. T- you said Nick watched Luca as well. Pretty sure. All right, that's that the animated movie. Yeah, it's a new Disney movie. Is it long? I haven't. I don't no. know. It's uh only shit. It's shit. shit? It's like an hour, and, hour and uh, hour and thirty or something. Yeah, hour and thirty-five. Okay. Yeah, about, I'll probably, we'll probably skip that for next week then. But you have something to talk about this week, Kelsey. 
I don't have anything to talk about this week. You sure? I haven't watched anything. It's the bat. <laughs> it's the bat. It's the bat. bat. And that is have a gun-shaped logo on my chest. Rocksteady yeah. needs to make another game, man. They are making a game. It's just they haven't came out to see what it is yet. No, I'm talking about another Batman game. I don't think they're doing another one, man. Wait. How about that attitude? Hey, wait, is Rocksteady making the Suicide Squad one? I don't think so. But I, th- I thought it was them. I thought it was them. Oh, well, maybe they are. I didn't think they were. Let me double check before I misspeak. Who's doing the um, Steady Gotham Knights game? That's a different studio. Yeah. The people who did um, Origins, Batman Origins, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Is it like Shovel Rock or Turtle Rock or something? Turtle Rock, I think, is. Uh, well, I, I don't know for sure. I'm, I'm, we might be just seeing the long shot. You know what? You know yes. who could make a really good Batman game? Team Ninja. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Why would you say that? Mm. Yeah, Rocksteady Rocksteady's making that Suicide Squad game. Oh, okay. The one we haven't gotten any gameplay for. Yeah, the one that we just got that cool, fun trailer for, but <laughs> no gameplay yet. I'm, I'm kind of sold, because it says Superman's a villain. Yeah, that's true. So And Harley Quinn has a gun. So does Deadshot. So I could shoot at Superman, is what you're telling me. Yeah. Kryptonite bullets. Speaking oh, of shooting, I mean, even people. if you shoot him with one of those, he still survives. <laughs> so Kelsey, I, hit me with what you want to like. I don't know how you want to take tackle this list, but uh, I'll probably just go in order because I I have it written down in order, and uh, I combine things that were together. But, yeah. Like, yeah, Batman Under the Red Hood and Death of the Family are kind of they're they're the same thing for the most part. Um, Death in the Family has some other stuff, but I'll talk about it. So, Batman Under the Red Hood uh, was out 11 years ago now. Um, if you haven't seen it, you need to go see it. It's an awesome... Yes. Everything about it is amazing. Like, the storyline, the animations, the fight scenes, just, it's perfect. You know, just awesome. Um, right there with you. You know, it, it's got a really interesting story. Uh, Robin is, he's like, so the new Robin is like, uh, his name is Jason Todd. something or other. Jason Todd. Jason Todd. Okay. That's what I thought. I was like, is that the other one? Couldn't remember. Um, but yeah, so Robin, is Jason, his uh, name is Jason Todd, and Bruce basically adopts him. Um, and um, this story kind of follows the killing joke. Um, yes. Which I'll talk about here in a little bit. This junk always uh, bothers me, man. What, what, what does? The the story that you're about to talk about, yeah. Ha- I mean, it's with Jason Todd. It's yeah, like it's it's pretty it's pretty dark. Like that's one of the things I really like about the Batman series is that they have a lot of very dark everything. You know, um, you know, it's great for dancing in the dark. It's great for dark storytelling. It's uh, you know, he really likes the dark. Um, <laughs> but um. You know, it follows. Like I said, it follows the Killing Joke. It follows uh, uh, Jason Todd being um, kidnapped by the Joker, and then the Joker beats him almost to death. And uh, as he's leaving, he traps him inside the warehouse that they're in, and then a bomb goes off, and you know, Bruce shows up too late, and then his body gets taken by uh, Raj Al Ghul and dipped in the. Lazarus pit. Lazarus pit, and then he comes back just like mad. You know, he's like psychotic and and has grudges against the world, and then starts going on a killing spree. Yep. Um. 
Death in the Family. So th- there's a couple things about Death in the Family. So Death in the Family, uh, the newer versions, like if you buy the, the newer versions, you only get the 30-minute recap of uh, Under the Red Hood. Okay? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's literally just Bruce talking to Clark about what happened, gives you a little bit of more information about why they were in Bosnia, and then basically, like, it's literally a 30-minute breakdown of Under the Red Hood and goes over all the important parts. So if you really just don't want to watch Under the Red Hood, watch uh, Death in the Family, and you'll get everything you need to know. I just found something out by going on IMDb. You remember, you guys remember the show Everybody Hates Chris? Yeah. Yes. Do you guys remember the uh, the white best friend he had? Yes. No, he voiced Jason Todd. Oh, wow. It, he, well, you're talking about Jensen Ackles? Cause then, he just bounced. Yeah, I see that. Because Jensen Ackles, the guy from Supernatural, voices him. Not uh, a of this, apparently. In Death's so Family to Vincent Martello. So, okay. it's probably So there's there's a couple of different... Um, so Under the Red Hood is voiced by Jensen Ackles. And uh, there's a couple of different versions. So this is what I was, tra- was going to talk about. So the original Death in the Family is you have multiple endings. And you, you actually get to decide how the story plays out. And there's a whole bunch of different stuff. There's like seven or eight different endings that you can run through. Um, one is, the first, the, the main one is Todd dies gets pulled out by Raj al Ghul and comes back and you have Under the Red Hood. Uh, there's one where um, there's a couple where Bruce dies and uh, where Bruce dies and uh, Talia brings him back to life. Hang on, let me get let me look at my list here. A sec. So uh, yeah, so the Red Hood ending was Batman was the one who died in Bosnia, gets resurrected by Talia, and then fights Jason and loses on top of the rooftop. And he's like, so when he comes back, he can't really, he can't really say anything. So he says like, uh, what was it? He, he only says like three words and they don't really make any sense. And some, I later found out what they actually were about, but I don't honestly remember it at the moment, but Jason and, and, and Bruce fight, uh, Bruce dies again. And -hmm. then Bruce blows himself up with Jason and Talia on the roof. All right, so the, okay. all three of them are just, that's it. They're gone, okay? Um, there's another one where Jason and Bruce and, and Bruce fight, but Jason just knocks him out rather than killing him. Talia tries to kill Jason, but dies due to an explosion somewhere else. I don't remember what happened. Um, and then Barbara returns to help, uh, to help Dick be Batman, the, the Nightwing, become uh-huh. the new Batman. Um they they all try and help uh and they all try and help Batman recover. He's like sitting in in the Batcave in like a straight jacket just saying the words over and over again. Yeah. Um because he's just he's lost his mind. He can't he doesn't seem to recover. Um <clears throat> another one is the most of these come down to Jason surviving and then uh Batman dying. And yeah. then like a couple that where He's like skirts death or he dies and then under the red hood is what comes out. Uh, so another one was Batman died in Bosnia and Joker got his 
claws in like into the mind of Jason and kind of warps his sense of reality. And then Jason becomes the the Red Hood and just goes around killing everybody, just like you see in Under the Red Hood. Yep. And then when he confronts um when he confronts the Joker, the Joker's like what are you talking about? Because uh, he's like, I'm not like you. I wouldn't do the things that you would do. And the Joker's like, you don't remember any of this, do you? Like, you, you've you been slaughtering people. And he's like, what? No. Like, there's no. There's no way. You know? <laughs> and then, like, uh, he gets this whole big speech. And then you, Jason just, you know, puts a bullet in the Joker's head. Yeah. Uh, another one where he's... Same, same basic principle, but he spares the Joker... Um, and then tries to like talk to Barbara about everything. And Barbara like resents him because, you know, the Joker paralyzed her in, uh, the previous or in the killing joke. Um, and, uh, she's just like really upset with everything that he's done. And the fact that he didn't kill the Joker, like, why would you kill all these other people, but not him and tries to get him to turn himself in. Uh, the next one is um, he becomes Red Robin. So Jason escapes being arrested after. Uh, oh, so this one, he's like he's in. I didn't quite understand the setup. I couldn't find all of the videos of like on like YouTube or whatever that kind of explain the background of how they get to some of these places. But there's one where he like walks into a, a cafe and there's a guy sitting there and they're talking and there's something about Batman being missing on the screen and and they're just having a chat. And uh, uh, the guy says something that triggers memories in Jason, and Jason realizes that it's the Joker without the classic, you know, white Pink. face and red mm-hmm. and whatever. And uh, he kill he he says something that triggers the Joker to realize that that's that's uh, Jason Robin. All right. Or, yeah. And uh, so then he kills Joker. And you can, and he smears the pain. He's got the big smile on his. He like stabs him in the eye, smears the pain on his face, and you can see the white and the red underneath. And you know, police show up and arrest Jason. Well, Jason uh, adapts the um, the jailbird persona and just starts beating the ever living fuck out of everybody that's in in jail. Yeah, you know, and like they show him like going to jail, and then it cuts to him with like tats and cuts and bruises and scars and things all over him. And he's got a big smile on his face. Um, the, the other half of that is that, you know, he doesn't turn himself in. He escapes the cops after killing the Joker uh, and then starts fighting with two face at the mall. And uh, two face either lets him live or, you know, flips the coin, lets him live or kills him. And he gets the, the kill, but then decides that it's not worth it because he's like, after everything that you've done, after everything you've become, living with the guilt of knowing that you've done all this is going to be far worse than anything I can do for you. And, you know, he kind of, he like gets upset and then goes back to working with, um, uh, working with the Bat family, you know, like Barbara and Dick Grayson and mm-hmm. uh, somebody, somebody else, I forget who it was. Oh, Tim Drake. Um, so Tim Drake comes in that one. And then the last one. Um, so he cheats death. He Bruce saves him, but he gets badly burned in a similar fashion as to what uh, Two-Face gets hit. 
uh-huh. you know, where he like part of his face goes, and so he starts wearing. He adopts this persona of the of Red Robin, starts bandaging his face all the time, um, and then just basically goes on a killing spree, just like cl- trying to clean up Gotham, you mm-hmm. know, doing his thing like he does with Red Hood, like uh, under Red, right. under the Red Hood. Um, Talia eventually finds him and offers to help him kill the Joker, but in return he has to return. He has to raise Damien, which is Bruce and Talia's son. Yeah, uh, and then he's like he agrees, but under the notion that you know secretly he's going to train uh, Damien to hate both of his parents and eventually take revenge on them. Okay. Oh, that one was interesting. Like it, I didn't realize that there was a whole bunch of other different endings. Like I, I watched the the death of the family and I was like, what is the point in this? Like you, the only thing you get extra from Under the Red Hood is the the like five minutes of explanation in the very beginning of why they were in bosnia yeah and then everything else was literally just clips of the red hood and bruce going you know i fucked up this is what happened thanks for listening to me clark catch you later and that's it i was like okay yeah. <laughs> like if you really want a condensed version of under the red hood just watch that because it literally has everything you need to know with none of the filler stuff mm-hmm. you know um but on the newer ones they also have some other animated shorts uh it was called the um shit. Uh I sent it to Randall a while ago. Let me see if I can find it real quick. But it it's like uh the DC showcase. Um and it's just a whole bunch of animated shorts. Oh, okay. The first one is called Sergeant Rock. It's a very strange short. It's about World War II where the sergeant like loses his squad but isn't given a command of a special squad. It consists of a vampire, a werewolf, and Frankenstein's monster. And they're, they have to like track down uh, the scientists that are working for, um, for Hitler and steal, steal the scientists and their research. Well, it turns out the scientists are working on bringing... Um, yeah, basically. Uh, it turns out the scientists are working on bringing, bringing you know, soldiers back to life as undead monsters similar to Frankenstein and when they show up it's the sergeant's entire squad oh. um, and you know it, it was weird <laughs> yeah that sounds very weird uh, there's another one called Adam Strange and I think he's part of like I think Adam Strange is its own comic Yeah, I think because the way that it played out it made it seem like it but he's from he's some warrior on a distant planet and his planet is being attacked by Thanagarians and his wife dies. And then there's this strange beam of light that just like shows up and teleports him to some other planet. And he's like, no, not now. What the hell? I need to go back. I got to save everybody. And uh, he gets there and he's like, don't get used to this space. I'm not going to be here long. Well, then it's like 50 years later, Oof. you know, and he's like, old as old as shit and they're like on a they're on this planet mining stuff they unlock some burial ground with monsters and the monsters start slaughtering everybody he finally decides to give up the booze and pulls out his old gear and just destroys all the monsters and then as the people are leaving the planet they're like don't you want to come with us and he goes no the light's going to come back and then i'm going home and it has to come back soon and they're like, okay, man, whatever. Like you, you've been here fifty years. If that's really, you know, still holding on to that, you really want to stay here? Yeah. 
and then like they leave and then the light comes back but then it teleports him and you don't know where the fuck he is and oh so it's like God. okay uh you don't it doesn't show him like going back to his home planet it just shows the light and he's like finally and you're going brah i mean it could literally teleport you anywhere like you don't know what the fuck's going on um the phantom stranger i think this is another uh like comic hero i don't really know much about him but he just he's like this old dude that seems to kind of live forever and can just disappear whenever he wants he's got strange powers uh this one though was like basically the story about scooby and the gang picking up some random chick only scooby's not there they go to a, the stranger's house and they start dancing and partying and then the stranger starts kissing everybody and drains the life out of them okay and then <laughs> the what stranger the shows up what I no keep i don't know what the fuck's happening in this story already go yeah so so the stranger like shows up and talks to the girl before the random girl before she goes into the house and like says some weird spiritual shit and you, you know like like you know some real some real spiritual shit uh-huh and she goes in and they're having fun and she's like kind of blinded by the guy's powers because that's what he does and then the stranger shows up and starts fighting him and then like the girl plays him rips his necklace off that's apparently keeping him alive in this realm and then the guy like ages a thousand years in a second and dies and then <laughs> I, I don't know the, the the shorts were were fucking weird the what only the good one, the only good one in it, was the very last one called Death. Okay. Um, okay. It's this great short about a, a struggling artist trying to paint something that he's going to be remembered by, and he finally does when he meets Death, like mm -hmm. a person Death, mm -hmm. you know. And it it's just this really kind of sad realization about his life. But everything about the short was just awesome. You okay. know, like it's just very moving, emotional. You know, you can kind of relate to the uh, character because he's got like these ghosts that are following him around, telling him he's like not good enough or he's just a failure and he never lived up to expectations and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. And he's really just trying to do something to feel like he mattered, you know, yeah. while he was alive. Um and like if if you're gonna watch anything out of this, watch that. Like okay. that one was actually really cool. Like even if you just look up like a YouTube of it, because I think it's only like 15 minutes long. It was it was great. Okay. You know, the rest of them, fuck whatever. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Batman Year One. It's literally the beginning of, of Batman. Uh, you know he. Yeah. So he like he comes back after so many years of being gone. And he's like, I've got to clean up this city. And he's trying to figure out what he can do. And he starts off by, like, putting... Um, no, I'm sorry. Uh, not year one, sorry. Do what? I, I read Earth one, not year one, sorry. Um, so he, he, like, shows up and he, he starts going to crime... He goes to, like, Crime Alley or something similar. And he's <laughs> he doesn't have... He doesn't have any, like... He doesn't have a costume on. He literally just has some makeup with, like, a big scar... So that it, it nobody can really recognize him, and he starts fighting uh, a pimp, and then Selena Kyle comes out of the woodworks, out of like a thing. But this is a whole, this is kind of a, a different take on who her character is. She's more of like a a crime boss, 
you know? Okay. Like, I don't remember her being this, but she's basically running her own prostitution ring. Hmm. And one of the girls that's part of it is, like, her, not her child, but basically her adopted child. Yeah. You know, it's, like, a younger girl. She's probably 14, 15. Uh, and that's how, like, his whole, that's how Bat Bruce's whole fight starts. Um, it was really good, you know, like, uh, it it kind of shows Bruce becoming Batman. It shows Selina becoming Catwoman. Um, yeah. Spoilers, Brian. <laughs> right. Uh, Brian Cranston uh, voiced Jim Gordon in this. Oh, Who? really? Brian Cranston. Oh, I didn't realize that. I don't remember Jim Gordon being like a huge part of it. Yeah, not that one anyway. Steve Bloom's in it as some guy named Stan. Yeah. They had, like, all of these, none of them are, like, very consistent with the people who play, you know, the different characters, uh-huh. uh, like, playing the same character. Um, was it Kevin Conroy? Yeah, he's I think he Batman. voices Batman in a bunch of them, and then it's, like, a slew of other people uh, yeah. that are in it. And then uh, they have, like, they have a ton of different people that play different parts. Um, what's her name? Who is the... The redheaded chick from uh, Mad Men that you really like. Christina Hendricks. Yes, Christina Hendricks plays. Did you just say Peggy, Brian? What the fuck am I thinking? That's Elizabeth Moss, first of all. Second of all, you don't like it. You don't even like her at all. That's 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 why I'm confused. I think he's mad at himself. He's yeah, like, how well, the fuck did I get here? <laughs> go ahead, um, sorry. So she plays like I don't remember if it's Lois. I think it's Lois Lane, one of them, because there's like a Superman crossover, and then she also plays, I think, somebody else in another one. Um, but they have like really big names just playing random people in okay. all of these. Um, Batman Assault on Arkham. It's basically Suicide Squad breaks into Arkham to kill Riddler, and Batman kind of interferes. Like, that's literally all it is. That's okay. Uh, yeah, because like. I think the Riddler was part of the Suicide Squad, but he figured out how to disable the bomb that he, that um, the girl uh, put in the shit. What's her name? Waller. Yeah, Amanda Waller uh, puts in puts in the back of their neck. Um, but yeah, I mean that's it's basically Suicide Squad breaks into Arkham to kill Riddler, and Batman just is kind of a bystander. He's like, you know, he shows up for certain things, but that's it. Is that <laughs> like, where, where Deadshot bangs Harley? Yes. Okay, I've seen this. You like it as well, or? What, what, what? I don't remember feeling any way towards it. You just saw it? Yeah, like, oh, I mean, okay. it's... Yeah. I, just, it's, I was happy for Deadshot that he banged Harley. And that was oh. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Batman Year One was, like, a just a cool, you know, thing. Batman Assault on Arkham was, like... If you're watching the Batman series, you might might as well watch this because it's part of it. Um, Son of Batman is like its own miniseries. Uh, it's the Son of Batman starts off with uh, Raish dying because of Deathstroke. Yeah, and then but Bat- Bruce finds out what <clears throat> I said. Yeah, but it sounded like I was dying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like I was like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit. Go ahead. Um, but he, you know, Bruce finds out he's got a kid. Uh, which is Damien, and mm-hmm. then Damien spends the entire show trying to kill Deathstroke, even though you know Talia leaves him with uh, leaves him with Bruce to like train him 
more and keep him safe and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And Damien just doesn't give a fuck what Bruce has to say because he was bred to be An this world leader, mm-hmm. you know, and that everybody has to listen to him. Um, oh, and <laughs> so Damien's like, I don't know, maybe like between 10 and 13 or something. Yeah. And every time he's like, every time they're like, okay, we need to go here. And he goes, I'll drive. And Bruce goes, no. And he goes, I know how. And Bruce goes, no. Yeah. <laughs> and they use it like three or four times. And it's just like, this just gets funnier every time he does yeah. it. Because Damien's like, I'll drive. No. And he's like, but I know how. No. no. You know, it's just the, yeah. the like, it's impact. the grittiness. It's just no. <laughs> yeah. Um, the second part of it is Batman versus Robin. Uh, it's based around the the Court of Owls, um, where Bruce believes that there is the or, or Bruce uh, remembers his parents, his dad, like telling him this this like folklore story of the the Court of Owls about how yeah. it's basically a secret society of um, a secret society of high, very wealthy people that do all these things in the shadows and actually control the city. Like yep. they're, they're the ones that are running it. And he's, he's certain that they're the reason that his parents died that night. Um, but he spends like all this time trying to prove it. And then <clears throat> spends all this time trying to prove it only to, you know, fail basically. And then finds out it's actually real when they kidnap Bruce on his way to a date, uh, uh, and bring him to the court to try and inaugurate him. Um, the, they, they have this, the, the court has this special, uh, assassin. His name is Talon Mm -hmm. and he's basically an owl that goes around and just kills everything or kills everybody for him. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he basically recruits Damien to be part of his squad. Only, you know, they use, uh, they find out that Damien, because they know that Damien is, uh, Bruce's son. Then when he re- when he takes off his mask in the court, they realize that he's Bruce's son, which means that Bruce is Batman. And then all these people have this realization that Bruce is Batman. Yeah. Um, I think that was kind of it for that one. And aside, and then, um, I read this the comic uh, book series, The Court of Owls, written by Scott Snyder. If you have not read it, it is fantastic. Go buy the volumes. Yeah, I, I haven't. That was the first for me. I didn't know anything about that one, so I might have to look up look this one up. The comic series, it's like the first two or three volumes. It's Scott Snyder's like, it's just great work. Um, so Batman Bl- Bad Blood is the next one. Um, Talia is trying to take over the world, and I'm trying to think of how to explain this one. So Talia's trying to like take over the world. There's this new villain that is just slaughtering everybody okay and you later find out that it's uh a not a future version but basically a a grown-up version of damien and he's a clone but has like most of his memories except for being a child um and yeah and they kidnap bruce and the one of the characters is like great with digging into the brain of people Mm-hmm. And, like, reprogramming it and that kind of stuff. And so they brainwash Bruce. And then there's this summit with all the world leaders. And he unveils this new technology 
that then they tap into to take control of all the leaders and basically take over the world. Okay. Um, Alfred shows what a boss ass monster he is in this movie. Let's go. Because he he like comes in and, and he's like on the ship. I think. Uh, yeah, he's got to be on the ship. This is what happens. So he's on the ship. The brainwashing thing's going on, and then he's like he he finds where this is happening to try and shut it down. Some dude like tries to you know put up the fucking dukes, and he just slaughters him. Just like just like one two out, you know. Give him that two piece, um, man. You know. Yeah, uh, that one was really good. The whole Son of Batman series was actually really good. Uh, and then the the last one is Batman Hush, um, which is an excellent. It, I read that one too. Which is excellent. Go yeah. Ahead. So it only like I think it's part of this. This series because it in the very beginning it it shows uh, Damien talking to Bruce about going on a date with this uh, woman and um, Damien like acts a lot older than he actually is because that's the way he's been trained yeah. and he talks about like making talks to Bruce about making good judgments and he's like I think I know what I'm doing and he goes. Did you have that same opinion when you were dating my mother? <laughs> Ooh. He's like, um, mm. I growled at him. Mm. He's like, oh. mm, you're fucking grounded. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one last thing on Batman Bad Blood. So it, it like features, I think it's Bad Blood. Um, yeah, Bad Blood features like Batwoman, who is just some random woman who decides to start like basically emulating Batman but isn't afraid to use guns and things. Yeah. And then uh, a guy similar to, uh, what's his name? Dr. Stone's kid, Cyborg. Uh, there's a guy that's similar to Cyborg where Batman has a guy working for him that develops all the tech, you know, for him at the co- at Bruce's company. Yeah. Kid finds out and he's like an ex-military guy and then goes into what they call the vault because that's where a lot of this starts and picks up this Batman suit and becomes like Batwing or something, something like that. Um, and he flies around with like this future tech suit or ba- of Batman being Batman. Um, Real quick, uh, I'm assuming the voice of Batwoman was attractive because Yvonne Strahovski voiced her. Yes, nice. it, I, that was. I was getting to that. I was like, "There's something else about this that I need to remember," and I don't remember what it is. But thank you. Miranda. It is. It is. Vo- she is voiced by Miranda. Um, Chuck. Batman right. Hush. <clears throat> Batman Hush is kind of the final piece of this. Uh, there's a new criminal in town. He's like trying killing people and taking everything from Batman, trying to get Not you know, know even with him. Uh, oh, Batman gets involved with romantically with Catwoman. That's what. Uh, that was what Damien was talking about. Like you know, making good judgments with a criminal and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's like. Batman was like, people can change, you know, not not everybody stays a criminal forever. And uh, Damien's like, no, they're just not criminals right now, you know. <laughs> um, Batman Hush was was interesting. It was super dark with a lot of the deaths and things. Mm-hmm. And at the end, you find out that Hush is actually uh, a friend. Riddler. Yeah. So the Riddler is going around killing like everybody, like even some of the old crime bosses, because he was always, he was never looked upon with any sort of respect. 
and now he's dying, and so he's like, I have nothing left to live for, so I'm just going to start, you know, killing everybody and trying to take everything from everybody. And he finds a Lazarus pit and goes in and then suddenly realizes who Batman actually is. And that's why he starts, like, targeting Batman and everything that Batman loves. Um, what is it? So, at like, at the very end, Batman is, like, trying to save the Riddler from dying. Uh in i think in the warehouse where the red hood or, or where joker originally started yeah um with chemicals <laughs> yes in one of the chemical plants which i found out and i'll say i'll finish that in a second uh, i found out that the joker has multiple different backstories because he yeah. likes to keep people guessing yeah. which i thought was interesting um but he he tries to save him the place is exploding and catwoman's like fuck this and then cuts the line with her claws and then drags him out and the Riddler ends up dying in one of the vats in an explosion. And that's when she's like, you you could have died. Like, why would you try and help him, you know, knowing everything that he's done and sacrificing yourself? And he's like, if I have the ability to help people, I have to try. Mm-hmm. And she's like, this is an obsession. Like, you literally can't not do this, can you? Like, you, w- you would sacrifice yourself for these people, regardless of how terrible they are, if there's a chance that you could save them, even if you, it means you getting killed. And then they kind of, I'm assuming, break up at the end. I don't remember them like actually doing it, but... They're kind know. of an on and off type of relationship. Yeah. Um, the cat the killing joke. That bat. <laughs> yeah. The, the Son of Batman series was great. Definitely go give that a watch. Uh, the killing joke was an interesting one. Um, I didn't know that this was one of his backstories, but um, to me, it was a new backstory about how the Joker was created, how he was actually the original, pers- like one of the original personas of the Red Hood, and Batman like is chasing him, and he trips and he falls into a vat of of chemicals, and then you know after like a very very shit day, where his like his pregnant wife, you know, gets shocked, and both her and the baby die. Um, he's like, I have nothing left to live for. There's no point in doing any of this. And then, you know, he's, he starts, when he gets dropped into the vat, he comes out and basically is just mad. He's just, like, insane, you know, has the, the, the chemicals affected his skin, and, you know, uh, he tries to take out everything on Batman uh, and Gordon. And so he kidnaps Gordon by showing up at Barbara's, <laughs> what... No, the that scene makes me laugh because of how he comes up. About how he, like, when he shows up to Barbara's apartment? Yeah, yeah. so he, like, shows up to Barbara's apartment in, like, Hawaiian, Hawaiian shirt. shirt. Yeah. yeah, you know, and then as she opens the door, thinking it's her friend, you know, he pulls a gun, shoves it in her stomach, and pulls the trigger and shatters her spine, you know? And then while she's bleeding out on the floor, his goons take Gordon and take him to a, a theme park that he didn't uh, that he had just purchased, or I don't know if it was purchased, but he took control of. Yeah. Uh, and he's trying to torment Gordon for helping Batman, and so he like puts him on this ride that he starts showing all these like very lewd pictures of Barbara being naked while she's bleeding out on the floor um, to to basically break his psyche, um, you know. And then Gordon or uh, Batman shows up saves the day and at the very end he tells a joke and he and batman both start laughing 
Yeah. yeah it, was, it was a little weird. It's a bit, yeah. yeah. Okay. So the original writer of the comic wrote it that way, and then the laughing ends abruptly because the way he wrote it, and people, the, the higher ups are like, we don't know if we want to actually say this happened. That's when Batman kills the Joker. He laughs. Well, he kills actually kills him. Yeah. That, uh, for, oh. That's how he. That's why they ends. That's why yeah. the, the, Got the, it. the camera pans up. Right. Here. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. like the whole point of killing Joke was a righteous man, Commissioner Gordon, and he's he's still trying to prove the point that you're only one bad day away from being him. So yeah. He's telling all this info. That that's the premise of of fucking with up like that. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I, I didn't realize that. But yeah, it pans up and then it just kind of cuts uh, as the two of them are laughing together. Um, and then that precedes Under the Red Hood by like yeah. a lot of years. Yeah. Because um, it still follows that same line because in the in Under the Red Hood, he talks. Uh, Jason talks about how Barbara got paralyzed, you know, and then how the Joker paralyzed her, beat the shit out of him and killed him. And still, he's still alive. You know, <laughs> the whole a, thing. It was like a locker or a closet. He was like, dude, why is he still alive? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the Under the Red Hood was just absolutely amazing. It was like one of their best movies. All right. Batman Ninja. Yes. <sighs> How great was that last fight? I don't, I don't even know where to begin with this movie. It had like, it really start. just couldn't be any more ridiculous. Like, think of the most unrealistic things that you can possibly think of. And then they were like, yeah, that's that's normal here, you know? You could say they had creative freedom making this. I'm you know, glad so of the choices they made with Damien's outfit, though. That's one that they need to be continuing from here on out. So, so the this- one thing I didn't understand, though, was that they had, like, all the Robins, like... Dick Grayson was there, Red Robin, the Red Hood, and Damien were there. Yeah. Like Robin Robin Hood were there. Like, first of all, there's one person for two of these things, not two. Damien, I think, eventually adopts the Red Robin outfit at some point. Tim Drake does. Damien I forgot the, about is, Tim. I forgot Damien's about Damien's the current Robin. Tim Drake goes to be Red Robin. Nightwing is obviously Dick and then Red Hood and Jason. Yes. Okay. I forgot about Tim Drake. So that, uh, that makes sense now. Yeah. Okay. So this, this movie just really couldn't be any more ridiculous. Yes. Like whatever. So they, they get sent back in time. Uh, what, what's the, it's like um, feudal Japan, like Grog sends them back. Yeah. Not Grog. Is it Grog? The monk, the the monk, Grod. So Grod creates this, creates this machine. And it sends them back in time to feudal Japan where he shows up like two years after like everybody else, maybe longer. Uh, and Joker is basically running things in wherever it is that he lands. His castle has giant mechanical fucking arms. Okay. Yeah. Like, first of all, no. Wait, Second, on. what Grand the fuck? Randall, let me pause right there. you look at me like you haven't seen this movie. Uh- to, to this day, this is the only Batman movie I've never seen. We, no, we started it. Randall, do you remember the movie you reviewed here where, like, the whole point was the moving stations, but it was live action? Like, yeah, whole I was, cities. I was watching the beginning of it with you guys, but either I left or fell asleep. 
No, we fell asleep. That's how boring it was. Uh, it's so okay, then go ahead, Kelsey. Sorry. The last thing I remember seeing is them standing on a roof or some junk like that. Okay. I think so the last thing I saw was someone was someone turned into a car. I think that's what I saw. It's the thing is yeah. I forgot the movie you're, that, that I'm talking about. Well, like the movie that it's like massive cities on wheels and they're like tanks and they're moving around. That's what this movie is, but Batman people. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I wanted to see that, but then you guys reviewed it, and I was like, I don't know that I want to see this. <laughs> Randall reviewed it. I didn't watch that movie because I'm like, I'm not fucking watching that because I saw Batman Ninja before that, and then I'm like, this is just Batman Ninja, but real life. Yeah. It, it gets it gets like it just gets worse and worse as you watch stuff like you can understand some things like I could understand some technological advancements because they have if they're running the place they have access to thousands of people to make all of, to, to work on stuff but you have to have the resources which feudal Japan does not have okay yeah. <laughs> like it just it doesn't exist so so they they like all team up. And you find out that like all the different crime lords are running different parts of of Japan, and that and they each have a part of um, the one of the pieces that allows them to run the time machine and go back to their own time. And they're trying. Each one of them is trying to unify Japan and basically take control so they can go back to their own time. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Grodd is playing all sides because he's kind of out on his own. That things didn't work out for him when he came back, and so he's like working, whatever. And he tricks all of the crime lords into building these massive, basically like Autobots. Yep. <laughs> that are the the cities, like the city capital buildings or whatever. And then they start coming forward, and then they turn into Voltron. Yep. Okay. Voltron whoa, whoa, activates. Whoa, 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 you can't just skim past that like you didn't say what you just said. Voltron? The fucking yeah, so they, Volt, they literally like Grodd takes takes control. He like is he's in his own thing. Yeah. And then he's like uh he puts on the mind control device, takes control of all of the crime bosses, and then is playing uh was what's the the Puppet shit. Master. No, but what's the shoji or whatever the oh, this, the game the uh, game pieces? Yeah, he's playing yeah. this, but he's actually taking control of each of the each of the Autobots, and then puts another piece down, and they fucking form Voltron. Okay, so now it's just this giant fucking um, monstrosity of cities that is just walking yes. around. It's okay. So so now it gets even worse. Okay, yeah. so. Voltron is formed, and the like power source is the the machine that he built that allows them to teleport back and t- or go and go back and forth in time. Yeah. Um. Damien, I think it's Damien, has this flute that he got from Grodd that allows him to control Grodd's monkey army. So he plays it, and all these monkeys come together, yep. and they start trying to climb and get into the the Voltron. Well, Voltron shakes them off. So then they play a different tune, and the monkeys form a giant super monkey by stacking on top of each other and working together as a team. And they all have, like, armor on their backs and everything else. Um, <laughs> so so then, then they're like, this monkey who's not nearly as big as Voltron is fighting it, and Grodd, like, opens up the centerpiece, and it's a flamethrower... 
and he blasts the monkeys with the flamethrower, and they're, like, sitting there blocking like this, and you can see them slowly dying away because they're literally on fire. It gets worse. <laughs> Hold on, wait, wait. I gotta... I got, okay. Mic, man. You gotta get closer to the mic. Kelsey. You're yeah. a, a resilient person, aren't you? How, how, did, how did you uh, continue to watch this? I personally kept watching it because I loved the character model. Everything was, it was in 3D, so it looked cool moving around. Their outfits are drastically different than what we're used to, and I like the look yeah. of it. It, it was like Berserk met Batman. Yeah, it was really cool looking. It's just the plot was just so weird. But you can hit an answer. Yeah. It, I, so the I, reason I, why you can't point, watch it was because of eye candy. No, at this point, I just wanted to know how this ends. Like, I was like, how ridiculous is this going to get? Yeah. So then, then, okay, oh, here we go. So Batman... You know Batman has the sonar thing that he can, like, summon bats and whatever? So he does that, and then the bats all show up. Yep. And they start forming around the monkeys while the flamethrower is on them and turn into a giant classic Batman. Yeah. Not like, oh, it's a Batman. No, like the gray, like black bats turn into the like gray outfit with the yellow and the symbol and everything else. Okay. And now. The Batman no, no, monkeys. I need, I need you to explain this to me. We, we got monkeys which are brown. Yeah. We got bats which are black. Where they're wearing yellow, yellow armor. They're wearing they're wearing yellow outfits. So they're when it shows the big monkey, he's yellow. Yeah. Pretty simple, Rand. I can explain it to you right now. <laughs> Would you like me to do that? He's so, he's, he's, so. he's having a hard time with this. All right. So you see the black part, the bats, right? The gray. All the charred monkeys, right? <laughs> and then the yellow is the remaining monkeys with the gold on. Yeah. So, so the 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 bats form a giant, authentic, like a like Adam West looking Batman. Okay, oh which is now as big as Voltron. Yep. Volt uh, Batman then um, picks up. Uh, or maybe they were already holding it. I think the reason the monkeys were shielding is because they were holding on to. Uh, the the Batman, and then when the Batman was created, <laughs> he's holding on to all of them in his hand, and then the Batman punches Voltron, and all the bats explode out of his hand and drop the Batman into uh, the Voltron, and then they break up and start going and fighting all the different crime bosses. I I think that's it. I think I covered everything. <laughs> You missed the, the ultimate fucking Batman version of the, the spirit bomb when he takes the sword out and then he does the devastating blow to Voltron. I don't honestly a, remember that. It's like a huge, huge shot of him taking out the fucking sword, just a storm going everywhere. But who was the sword made of? Randall fucking Gotham's <laughs> hopes and dreams, right? That's what it was made out of. Like, this could have been an amazing movie. Like, don't get me wrong. I it was one it of those. Until, I enjoyed it up until the fucking city started crawling, and I'm like, yes. oh, you lost me already. Before like, that, I I'm could, like, oh, I'm cool with this. I could possibly understand him having one giant arm to control the city. Sure. I can probably look past that. But after that, it was like, are, 
are we are we serious are we serious here like are we fucking serious you know like they could have had this awesome like like they could have had some technological advances over a couple of years grod is super smart he's he created a tele uh i want to see it Anthony. huh i don't want to see it you should see it I you need it. to see it yeah <laughs> i recommend it for anyone who doesn't like damien to look at his outfit <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly can't really recommend this movie just because it's... It, okay, I can recommend this movie to people who are like, they just enjoy everything, and the more ridiculous it is, the better. But I can't really recommend this to like actual Batman fans. I, I went to the, the movie DV.org, and then um, it has two reviews. The first one, it just all caps, black, bold letters, total crap. Again, I stood by. I kept watching because I just liked the. I just liked looking at it. This is the the art style was great. Yeah, I loved it. The art style was fantastic. The the rest of it, I'm like, Godspeed, my guy. I didn't really care, but I just like enjoyed watching them, and that's it. Like it it reminds me of Berserk or seen like to completion. Yeah, I've seen every Batman movie, animated everything. Well, I haven't. I haven't seen the um. What's the ones y'all talk about that y'all seen? The the, the live action ones with George Clooney and uh, Val Kilmer. Oh yes, I haven't uh, seen those. Those are really entertaining, actually. I I, I thought I, you liked Batman, but everything <laughs> else I've seen. You should. I think you should watch Batman Forever with Arnold in it, and no, and the Val Mr. Kilmer Freeze. That's yeah. awesome. One. I can sell, Rand, I can sell it to you with one line from beloved Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. While spraying someone with his ice beam, he goes, chill out. Let me know what you think of the movie after you that, watch it. I think that's a movie I gotta watch while, like, on that's Cloud it. Nine. That's... I just haven't seen that movie in so long. I, would, I need to rewatch that. That's so bad. I've seen pictures of it, and the Batmobile looks like a rave. I, I don't even know what to call it. It just looks like, it just looks terrible. Did you know that if Poison Ivy kisses you, but you have plastic on your lips, you're safe? The poison doesn't go through plastic. Yeah, Batman and Robin, nineteen ninety-seven, with uh, George uh, George Clooney and Chris O'Donnell as Batman and Dick Grayson. Yeah. Arnold is Doctor Freeze. Uh, Uma Thurman is uh, Poison, poison Ivy. Ivy, and Alicia Silverstone is uh, Batgirl. It was awesome. I think you should watch it again. I saw it back a long time ago. I would like to rewatch it, but like either drunk or just fucking destroyed or something. Like just to see how it holds up, but. Nah, that's that. I gotta stick with quality, man. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I can't. No. As soon as I see these, are quality. The quality the live action crazy. movies are quality. Huh? They're quality content because it's entertaining. It's so like we said, like it's so bad. It gets it just it prestiges into Prestige. this is yeah. It's it's too funny. I feel like that's kind of how Batman Ninja is. It's just it gets so ridiculous. You're just like, are, are we serious here? Yeah, that, I'm gonna I'm I'm stand with you with that. I think I think Batman Ninja for me, prestige. Like I, it, it drew me in because the art style, the the costume designs are different. I'm like, that's pretty cool. Then, and then I'm like, what the fuck? This is getting stupid. And then I'm like, okay, this is really stupid. So, <laughs> so um, yeah. So do you recommend? I, mean, I think it's worth it. I think it's worth at least one watch. One watch. Because it's just it. ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, I would not recommend watching this more than once. 
like, but it is definitely worth at least one watch. At no time uh, while you were watching it. Oh my bad. Go ahead, Brian. I got my money's worth in the thirty or so minutes when I saw Damien. So from that, I recommend it to you. What were you gonna ask, Randall? Oh, I was going to ask Kelsey, okay. at no time when you were watching this, did you, like, want to stop? No. Uh, say again, sorry. I said at no time when you were watching this, did you, like, not want to stop? Oh, I, I paused it multiple times. Where I'm like, do I really want to finish this? Do I really want to keep going? I have to keep, I have to see how bad this gets. I really <laughs> just do, you know? Because, like, like... The first part of it, it, you know, Batman's got his his Batmobile, and it's the only, it's like the most advanced, his suit and the Batmobile, the most advanced thing there, right? And then he, like, starts going up to, to Joker's castle, and the giant fucking arm comes out. I was like, okay, I can sort of see this, because Grodd's behind this, he's, you know, really good with making technology, Yep. And they have access to literally millions of people. Mm-hmm. Maybe not millions, but they have a ton of people that they can basically work into the ground. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, because they're they're running the place. And I'm sure that they're just killing people who don't agree with them. Correct. Um, and, then, and then it got to the fucking Autobots. Yep. And I was like, no, just... Just no. Next thing you know, they're gonna. There, there it is. There's Voltron. Oh my god, you've got to be joking. What and then it? it gets even more ridiculous with the fucking monkeys. And then the bats show up, and you're just like, it just can't get any worse, can it? <laughs> the thing is, it's 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 a regular weird version of Batman, right? And then it stumbles down anime stairs, and there's no stopping it. It just keeps tripping over down down, and just keeps going until the credits roll. And it gets so anime, you're like, am I watching Batman? Or is this just, you know? But in a, yeah. for me, in an entertaining way. Where I'm like, okay, they definitely let them... They, they, gave, them creative, they gave them creative freedom. That's so, what, when, you know? so when Brian and I, when, and I fell asleep, you was, you was still awake. Yeah. Watching it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh I, feel like this, I feel like this could have been genuinely a great... Batman movie, like him going back in time, losing all of his stuff, becoming a samurai, you know, Damian doing our do, like trying to unite feudal Japan, that kind of thing. And uh, I knew you were yeah. missing one here. You didn't have um, gaslight goth- gas on here. It's funny you mentioned that because I was literally just thinking about that when Kelsey was talking gaslight? about gaslight. There's yeah. a Batman movie you missed. That's an alternate Batman. An alternate Batman, but it's the Gotham and Gaslight or something like that. And it takes its place during the Jack the Ripper times. Mm-hmm. This didn't come up in my in my search. I'm looking at this list. I'm like, he's missing one, right? Like, I'm looking at this. I'm like, there's something missing. It's Gaslight. You haven't seen. Hang on. It's funny because when you pulled it up, when you pulled up the uh, the review, it, uh-huh. was at the, it was it was at the bottom left of the screen. Oh, then maybe I, I I saw it subconsciously, and I'm like, that's what he's missing. Which one did I pull up, Ninja? Yeah, I it, it's, do that one. This doesn't. My list, uh, my search list doesn't show up with that. Uh, oh, man, Gaslight. 
Is it Gaslight? Yep, Gotham by Gaslight. Came out in 2018. Gotham by Gaslight? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's also apparently one called Batman Gotham Knight. Yeah, there's that one too. And the Dark... Oh, you don't have the Dark Knight Returns on here. Oh, yeah, when he's I did that one already on the Superman one. Because it you're was, right. You're right. Because it was tied. Um, you're right. It had Superman in it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. All right. Well, I, I'll I'll get those two re- like watched and then reviewed. Yeah, I gotta watch the, the long. Week. I gotta watch the first part of the Long Halloween because I haven't seen it yet. And, yeah, and then dope. and then the Long Halloween, yeah. And once you've uh, watched all the Batman movies, then in order to be your a hundred percent honorary Batman legend. You have to meet me outside in the cold. Oh shit! With no shirt. Oh, you haven't even seen all the movies. I have seen. I've seen all the movies that matter. That's not the same thing as seeing all the you movies. You haven't. Yeah. You had like the stay the, in, stay in the, the live action movies are really good, dude. What? What? Which ones? All of them. I enjoy. I thoroughly enjoyed every single one of them, especially Batman and Robin with with. No one Mr. talks Freeze about and... George Clooney being Batman. I do. Lots no of people talk about Val Kilmer being Batman. Val Kilmer, I make fun of being Batman. Yeah, Val Kilmer was an awesome Batman. <laughs> they talk about Batfleck, Michael Keaton, and um, Christian Bale. I, I so, mean, Randall, that's Batfleck and that... Christian Bale were just the most recent. All the yeah. other ones were like 1990s or earlier. Randall, what you just said has nothing to do with you haven't seen all of them. Mm-hmm. He has. He's more of a Batman than you. Yeah, okay. Okay. You're getting too far. You're going too far. I thought. I thought. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hang on. Hang on. Let me let me look this up. Let me let me count these. Okay, so we got Batman nineteen eighty nine, that's one. You've seen that one, which is the Uh, the Jack Nicholson one, right? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. He saw Uh, that. As the Joker. Batman Returns ninety two. I've seen Batman except for um the I've seen every I've seen everyone except for the one that had Val Kilmer and George Clooney in it. Those mm. are the only ones I haven't seen. I thought you liked Batman, man. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it anymore. So you haven't seen Batman Forever? Yeah, that one's okay too. That with who the Riddler with the. Uh, oh, who, who? I thought who, you said you didn't see. No, I'm saying who played Batman in that one? In Val, Kilmer. Val Kilmer. And Jim Carrey oh. was Jim Carrey was Enigma, and uh, Tommy Lee Jones was Two Face. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Jim Carrey one sounds like a good casting. It, it, it's it an was. amazing it casting. It was a good casting. He did great. You think he knows someone? <laughs> you know? <laughs> like a new girl? <laughs> oh, you really thought he knew someone? <laughs> I, might have to, I might have to go back and watch all of the uh, watch all of the, the live action events next, too. Ooh, I think I still watched it. He's not laughing nothing. Anyway. He still would have to read all the comics that I've read and played and beat all the Batman games. Now he's just throwing stuff in there. <laughs> He's so last to get not, some. Go ahead. Last but not least in my list is Soul of the Dragon. This one I haven't seen either. <laughs> so it's part of the like the disco era, or it. it feels like it's the disco era. It's basically Bruce Lee and Michael Jaw White, and I, I don't I don't know if I can't think of an Asian female off the top of my head. Or uh, what's her name? Um, Lucy Liu. Lucy Liu. Lucy Liu. Yeah. You know, meets this generic Bruce Wayne. Okay, <laughs> so he he goes he goes to this he climbs this mountain, finds this door that's like hidden. He's in this 
Icy Mountain, um, and knocks, and finally it opens and he goes in, and there's this this old monk that is like, "Welcome, you've you know traveled a very long way. We've been expecting you." And he's like, "What's going on?" And the guy's like, "You're the sixth. And he's like, "The sixth. And it shows you know Cake. Bruce Lee, Michael Ja White, uh, Lucy Liu, and then some random white dude and and another uh, Asian chick. Yeah. Okay. And uh, they're so like training. To, real, real, real quick, just to give context. So the dudes that he's um, he's mentioning are from like Enter the Dragon. So the black dude is like Jim Kelly. Yeah. The white dude is Harper. Okay. Um, obviously, do they, do they call him that in the in the movie in the in, in the End of the Dragon movie. No, the live so, action. But no, they're 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 like I don't know the the right word to use. They're like ripoffs of those characters. Got it. Okay. Because they look just like them. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Michael Michael Jaw White plays Afro Samurai. Okay. Like a buff version of Afro Samurai. Samurai. Oh, and I then, thought you. I thought you said Afro Samurai's in this. I'm like, what? No, no you remember he's... the black dude, Jim Kelly, that yeah. was the end of the dragon? Mm-hmm. That's the dude that he's calling Michael Jackson. Gotcha. 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 Yeah, Go ahead. a picture of Batman. The guy that looks like Bruce Lee, the lady with the sword, and then Luke Cage with an Afro. And I'm just thinking this is literally Heroes for Hire with Batman involved. Yeah, basically. Okay. So so they're like, they're training, and Michael Jaw White's learning to control his anger. And, uh,. Michael Jai Wright's learning to control his anger, and so he's just like beating the fuck out of whatever it is that he's training in. And they go to get rice, or they're like sitting down as like a uh, a team, a family, whatever you want to call it, eating. And Bruce gets up to go get get some more food, and ends up taking the last little bit of rice. And Michael Jai White starts calling him White Rice. He's like, White Rice, I know you didn't just take the last of what's in there. And just like starts putting him down, and then starts beating the ever-loving fuck out of him. Holy okay? shit! Okay. Uh, but Bruce just keeps getting back up, okay, and then yeah. my, and then Michael's like, "Okay, man, I got you. You know, you, 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 you I got you. Mm-hmm. Whatever." And so he like <laughs> carries him to what I'm assuming would be the infirmary, you know, to help patch him up. Okay. Um, and as they're walking, uh, Bruce goes, "You know, I'm hungry," and he go, and Michael goes. An ass whooping will do that to me. <laughs> oh shit! Take that L, my guy. So, so then, then like, um, there's this mysterious door that the the monk won't tell them about, and is just like just glosses over it anytime anybody asks and whatever, and then tells all of the people what their purpose is, uh, you know, and it's to defend the world from something, um. <laughs> And he pulls out this sword, and he's like, somebody needs to, to guard the sword. Um, and uh, he's trying to choose them. And the, the woman's name is Shiva. Shiva. Okay. That's, that's Lucy Liu. Okay? Oh, so Lucy Liu's name is Shiva in this. And uh, he's like, I want you to guard this. Do you accept? And then the random other Asian chick is like, okay. And, you know, she, I think she'd have been there... I think Shiva had been there longer than almost everybody except for you said Harper, the white guy. Roper. Um, yeah. So she had been there longer than anybody uh, except for him, and but was like training way more, was way better, and basically a teacher's pet for it. And the monk was like, "Do you got something to say?" And she's like, "You're just choosing her because she's the teacher's pet." 
Like, any one of us could actually defend the, or defend the sword. He's like, okay. Uh, and then he looks at Harper and is like, Harper, I want you to beat the shit out of Shiva. And Shiva, you can only defend yourself with one finger. And there, everybody else is like, what the, the fuck? There's no way. Uh-huh. She brutalizes this dude with a single goddamn finger. Whoa. She like, yes, it like, gets, it's, yeah. yeah like, so, that's what happens. So he like attacks her. He like attacks her and he, and she like, you know, dodges and whatever, and then gets around him. Fish hooks him like this oh. and throws his ass. Okay. Like gets the finger in the mouth. And there's like a whole scene of him like being dragged like this and just get thrown. Jeez. Okay? Um, bad bitch. Let's go. And then the guy gets back up and tries to like continue. And then she like stabs him in the stomach with her finger. Doesn't like pierce anything, but like, you know, he pops her or she pops him in the stomach. And then like, I think pokes him in the eye or something. Oof. And, you know, the guy like can't really continue. And then the, the monk's like, that's enough. And then looks at the check and is like, you still disagree with my decision? And she's just like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> um, I ain't trying to get fingered, bro. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and then uh, a few minute, a few moments later, Harper ends up stealing the sword, kills the random, the random other chick, and then opens this doorway. Because there's, like, behind the, the, the mysterious door is a gateway and the only way to open the gate to this realm with like some snake god or something <laughs> is to what? sacrifice somebody with the sword uh, in front of the gate. Got okay, it. so sacrifices it, opens it up. The snake god's minions start coming out and eat Harper, and then everybody starts like having the uh, the last four of them and the 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 monk start trying to defend themselves, and um, the monks like. It, this is your this is your destiny now. The only way to close the gate is to sa- is also to sacrifice something. And he walks through the gate. Okay. Oh, okay. And uh, let's see. Then years, a bunch of years pass. Bruce Lee finds or like infiltrates this uh, the Snake God Clan, and then comes to Bruce saying that they've got a problem. They need to do this, that, and the other thing. And then uh, finds out that that Bruce is actually Batman because Bruce doesn't put up any sort of fight until he like turns off the lights and runs and puts on his little suit. Uh Um, And then they're like, we need to find Shiva and Shiva is apparently a huge crime boss in Gotham. Mm. (laughs) That's running like these underground fighting things. And uh, they're, they like walk in and there's a fight going on. And one of the contenders cheats basically like by using uh, like a glass or something from the audience Oh. To, to disable the dude and Shiva comes down and is like you've dishonored this house get the fuck out and she and the guy's like you want to go and just Oof. gets absolutely demolished okay <laughs> good gets fucking bodied in front of all his stupid friends yes. um so you know that happens they some the snake people end up uh stealing the sword they go after him Batman just looks out of place in this whole thing because yeah. he's just walking around in his goddamn suit with everybody, you know, while this whole thing's going on. That's what Randall said um, too. He, he's just, he's like a sore thumb <laughs> or something. Um, uh, one 
so like later in the story, they go to the island, the Snake God Island, where they're trying to like resummon the Snake God and have him take over this this kid that was basically like groomed to be the host for him. And Sasuke. Yeah. <laughs> and uh <laughs> I mean the guy was a little bitch, so it makes sense. Yeah. Um so then they like, you know, the, the, the evil people have their own share of evil like henchmen and you know there's always like the the knights or whatever and so then like the shiva get, breaks off with this other chick and they're like fighting with swords and shiva throws the sword at her oh and the woman is like fool you gave up the weapon <clears throat> and she goes i am the weapon Ooh. okay <laughs> and then chops through a fucking sword <laughs> like like the bl- the sharp end? Yes. Yes. Like like the girl comes up and is like doing like this or something and she just goes and just shatters the sword. Okay. Alex Maine. She did it like this. <laughs> I, I don't I don't honestly remember. It's been like three weeks since I've seen these. Okay. Did, did it cut like to that. Batman looking at his stupid gauntlets and going the fuck out? He was in there. They were like split yeah. up. Oh, okay. And that was they Batman were fighting just stopped. No, him and Michael were fighting some snake creatures. Gotcha. Um, And then Bruce Lee and Shiva, you know, broke off and were going after whatever. Gotcha. Um, Yeah. So, so then, so then like um, the, the, the guy opens the door by sacrificing himself, thinking that's, what's going to, you know, allow the snake God to capture him and uh, stabs himself, steps through himself into the door. He dies. Uh, soul, the door opens, out walks the, the monk from the, the, from the beginning, only it's not him. It's the, it's the, what, the snake God thing. Okay. That's taken over the monk's body. Well, they fight, whatever they win. Now they got to close the door because the snake God retreated, you know, out of the master's body. And, uh, you know, they're like standing around the, the master because they, he's dying and, uh, they're like, we got to shut the door. And then Michael's like, where's white rice? And then Batman's already in the fucking, you know, demon realm or, or whatever this thing is. And then the three of them come in, the door shuts, and Batman's just standing there looking weird as fuck in his costume with a goddamn sword in his hand. Okay. And then it ends. And you're like, oh, wait, what? Mm hmm. It's just a cliffhanger. You're just like, so do they? Is this are they just trapped there now? Like, is that it? Like, what? <laughs> oh, that's abrupt. Is this supposed to be a part one? Is it a part two? No, no. At the end of the meeting, it, everyone agreed. Like, we're going to pretend like this never happened. <laughs> okay, we got to our runtime <laughs> quota. Ship back in and ship it, boys. This will never be spoken of again. Like. I- it's worth watching just to watch Shiva destroy fucking everybody. It sounds like okay? she's the star like, of this movie. It kind oh, yeah, of is. Like, is she the soul of the dragon? It sounds she was, like yes. she was better than everybody as far as fighting, including Batman. And I and I mean, I'm willing to go, Kelsey. You could chime in if you disagree with me or not, but I'm willing to say that Batman was like the weakest out of all of them. That's insane. See, it's even like Batman. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah. keeping it 100, man. He couldn't no, be- I mean it's true. Like even though he's got like all this training, like they were there 
they were there training for I don't even know how long before he even shows up, you know, <laughs> and then uh, like he's got all this other training, but they've been doing whatever that they've been doing forever, and he's basically just a kid compared to most of them. Dang. Except for maybe Bruce Lee, but Bruce Lee just has all the natural talent, you know, but he, but it basically was like you had Shiva, uh, Michael, Bruce, Lee, and then some random kids, and then Bruce. Okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> That's pretty bad. Oops. Man. So, yeah. It sounds like this one was a skip, though. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. I didn't care for the cliffhanger. He looked really weird and out of place, but the movie itself was decent. Okay, so don't watch it for Batman. It sounds like Shiva's the, the one to watch it for. Basically. You know, like, she's... Even though it like has a heavy focus on, it has a very heavy focus on, on Bruce and Bruce. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, so like it, it features the two of them, I think, more than any other character, and uh, you know, and it like it kind of it has the the weird like timeline where it's like it shows the now and like progressing, and then it shows you know some backstory and then it shows now again and it shows a little more backstory and then it shows, you know, the ending and then, and then there's no real ending. <laughs> oh, that's a, no, nah, I would have been tight with that. I, no. I don't like that. That just abruptly for no, I'm sorry, getting emotional. Yeah. I mean, I recommend watching all of these at least once. If you watch Batman death in the family, don't watch any of the shorts except unless you really want to, except for death. I thought death was by far the, the best. Yeah. Um, you know, you can even skip the um, the red under the red hood retelling if you really wanted to. Uh, otherwise, go look up all of the different endings. You know, on YouTube because they're all over the place. Um, all of them were worth at least one watch. Uh, the Son of Batman series was really good. It was really well done. Um, under the Red Hood was probably the best one out of all of them. And then there's Batman Ninja. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> So I debate with that being the best one. If you cut off the first thirty minutes of Killing Joke, it's a one to one to the comic, and I think that's better than Under the Red Hood. I might be with the there, Killing but... Joke was really yeah. good. Like Brian on that. If if you really like think about, you know, like you said, if if you if you have that knowledge, uh, or maybe he said it in the the movie, and I just didn't realize it or didn't like put it together about how you're just one bad day away from being me. Um, I wish they, if, if he really does kill him at the end, I wish they had left that in or like hinted at it more because I feel like that would have been a better ending, mm-hmm. you know, well, the laugh, not just the, the laugh was what? the laugh that it ended abruptly. It was, it was like, odd. so it kind of, even if you didn't put one and one together that he killed him, you knew something happened because it was like, it was, but, it was like they were laughing and he just stopped like abruptly. Yeah, like in the they comic, really, I like, think they're both laughing, and I think Batman keeps laughing, and Joker doesn't, mm-hmm. and, then, and that's the last panel. But, but like, that's not. I mean, unless you're really paying attention, I don't feel like that's something you would pick up on. That's not like that was not the conclusion that I came to. Mm-hmm. I also, it's also been like I said, three weeks, so I yeah. don't really remember, you know. And so it may, it may have been one of those things that I thought about that when I watched it, but it was not. That was not something that crossed my mind. You know, with the review, yeah. um, I I wish I would rather have them 
shown him just like ending it or like doing something that was a little more you know cut and dry to this is what happened like then yeah like something <laughs> you know like like seriously so like in in uh death in the family if you go back and you watch um watch the endings i mean there's like there's like there's actual death you know like mm-hmm. i mean even under the under the red hood like he's killing all sorts of people and um uh the death in the family he's like it's the scene where they're on the bridge and joker is getting ready to kill black Mask or do something black i guess mask. black mask is already dead in that one but they're like on the bridge um and red hood comes down and like starts beating the shit out of um out of joker and then some smoke comes up as after they're all their big exchange but he's got like a gun to his forehead and joker's like so tell me who's your daddy or something like that and then the smoke envelops them but you still see the silhouettes of them and then you hear the explosion and then it cuts to gordon charging the the defibs uh yeah the the thing and you find joker there with a big smile on his face and a fucking bullet in his head you know he's dead Mm-hmm. Yeah, like with the original comic, the writer said that he he had to dial it back because they were they were like the, the higher up DC. Like, I don't know because yeah. it's Batman killing. That's it's a different one. He was he, the intentional ending. He said it was it was going to be Batman snapping his neck. Like even if they put in, even if they had like the sound, you know, as he's laughing, like something, you know, that that kind of alluded to that. Because the the abrupt laughter stopping, I didn't hear it, or I don't remember hearing it. It was not a, that was not a conclusion that I came to listening to them do it. So I mean, I'll have to go back and watch, just like watch the ending again, just to see if there's maybe you know, Joker's something. laugh stops before Batman's. Yeah. So, but cool. I mean, I recommend watching all of these at least once. Um, year one and Assault on Arkham are kind of whatever's uh under the red hood is definitely worth a watch all the son of batmans are great the killing joke is great soul of the dragon is it, it's not like great but it's it's decent he just looks odd um batman ninja just get as high as you can because cloud nine is definitely where you need to be to watch that fucking movie <laughs> yep absolutely okay we'll keep it moving then randall you revisited a, 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 a classic trilogy. Oh, you're talking about Rush Hour? Yes. Yeah, I just put it on while I was working. And I don't know. I was just in the mood to watch Rush Hour. So to laugh is I, the I know. Fir- the first one. And then after that, it was just a spiral. So I watched the first one, and I watched the second one, and then I watched the third one. Which one's your favorite? And why is it one? Uh... I don't know, man. I'm, I could you definitely don't know see why it's number one? Or you don't def- know which one is your favorite? I don't know which one is my favorite. I can definitely say the third one isn't. So it's between one and two. For me? What about number four? There is no four. Not yet. There was, a, there was supposed to be, but it didn't end up happening. And I don't know if it's because it's like my first rush hour or my first like movie I looped in my life, but mm-hmm. one by far, like two and three are like thank you for making them, but one is the rush hour, period. Yeah. 
like thank you for making more but if those two were deleted from my memory and existence i'll be fine mm -hmm. the better question is what's your favorite quote from the first one because that's obviously the better one yeah it's like it, it you know my favorite quote from the first one uh and the whole movie's quotable you can ask me i've literally learned the entire the whole script at this point I like wipe yourself off. You're dead. When who said <laughs> you don't like you're bleeding? Yeah, no. I was I was gonna go to a, a couple of them because okay. I can't just pick one. Um, that is my gun. It's funny. Oh my god! Yeah, is that my gun? It is my gun. Um, Which one of y'all just kicked me? Yeah, he, <laughs> he has the big ass eyes too. <laughs> Oh, it's great. It's too good. We do have a nice time together. Yo, Captain, ain't funny. I'm about to drop his ass off a of Panda Express. <laughs> Beach Boys is great American music. Beach Boys can give you a great ass whooping. That's your black man radio boy. Get your hands off her. Get your hands off my suit. Your mama bought me this suit. It's my favorite suit. This for Christmas. Yeah, give me for that Christmas. That was the second one. That's sick. We Don Cheeto's in the second one, right? Yes. Okay. Or he's like, you tell us, you saw it. You, yeah. you embarrassed. He's like, you're embarrassed yourself. You're a black man with a Chinese restaurant on Crenshaw. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know what else. Okay. I mean, obviously, I was going to ask you if it holds up, but I'm going to answer that for you. Absolutely. Oh, Go yeah, watch yeah, the first yeah, show. Definitely. It still holds up. It's still funny. She, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I what does it hold up is the, is the action. Some of the action I, I was looking at is kind of. Uh, it's for its time. Yeah. It's the type of action that was, for you know, during the time, a little bit after Jackie Chan's, like, amazing work as stunt acting, like. It's still in there, but it's not. I don't think. I don't think it's Jackie Chan's part. I think it's um, Chris Tucker's contribution was. Uh, it seems alarming. Updated. Yeah, because yeah. you can see, like, especially when they're doing. Say again. He doesn't know how to fight like that. Well, I mean, I'm not saying he had to do martial arts, but it's just some of the stuff he was doing was just. Uh, do you guys remember how he got onto the motorcycle and he's chasing Jackie Chan when he's on? When they, they're doing the and like it, it wiggles a bit when he. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> Shit, man. All right. If you have anything else to add, I mean, all I have is good things to say about Rush Hour. It's not like, you know, I grew up watching it, so. Randall looks like he's going through it right now. Are you good, man? Are you smiling and just staring out to the In the beginning of the movie, <laughs> Jackie Chan got on the bus. And he thought he was safe. <laughs> and then the gun comes out. He's like, I'm not playing with you. Yeah. <laughs> he takes the picture. He goes like. Yeah, he's like. And then he goes. <laughs> it's so stupid, man. Star maps. Catch a star map. And then he sees. It's like, star. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You want pump bitch? I ain't no pump bitch neither. Oh yeah, you, you pump bitch. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is not a rush hour quoting a podcast. We're gonna keep it moving my here. Dad was catch a bullet. <laughs> <laughs>
With his bare hands. Every, every, time, every time I hear the word bitch, all I can think of is is white people going, Hey, put a bitch. And it's like, bruh, just stop. stop. <laughs> Please. My nipples just got, like, not in the right way touched, you know? No one? No? No one? All right. We're going to move on to the notable releases here and uh, and wrapping up here. You know what I'm saying? What are you making that noise for, bro? What's free on Epic this week? I have no idea. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, I took off the, the section because reasons. <laughs> uh, tomorrow, speaking of notable releases, Kazuya's out in Smash. Oh, there we go. They usually update. You know what's not out now? Ooh. What? Uh, fucking Waluigi in Smash. Oof. That never happened. They know my bond with this character, and it can never be. Uh, for notable releases for games, we have Disgaea 6 on Divines of Destiny Unrelenting Edition on Switch, Blasphemous Deluxe Edition, Destroy All Humans DNA Collector's Edition, Zombies Ate My Neighbors, and Ghoul Patrol. Uh, Sword of the Necromancer Ultra Collection Edition. There's a bunch of Greedfall Gold Edition. A lot of Collector's Edition. Uh, you yeah, know? Uh, the Doki Doki Literature Club Plus game with extra story. Yeah, and that's out as well. Half-Life Restored. I don't know what the hell that is, but... Restored. Oh, thanks. When is uh, fr- Friday? Is the what? The second? Cool. That way I don't go over here. Fear 2 that disappeared 207. Whatever that means. Game.exe releases on Friday. That's great. And that's it for the games this week. You know what I'm saying? Like we, It's, it's quick. There's a name of a game that comes out on the second called Revolver & Co. <laughs> So you're maining it? Then I click the link. Okay. Free this week on Epic is uh, Sonic Mania. It's like a whole bunch of classic Sonic games and some newer ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also Horizon Chase Turbo, which looks like uh, <laughs> like the original Gran Turismo. Like okay. for the PlayStation. Oh, like so like a racing game with PlayStation graphics. That's pretty cool. That's become a, a more a, an increasingly aesthetic now. Actually, it looks more like um, something you would see in like an like an actual race, like a racing game in an arcade, like uh, like Initial uh, B or Automotive Lisa the... or no, the Cruising USA. Oh, okay, those are like, arcade style, like that style. It actually looks really cool. Apparently, it's like up to four player split screen um, I'm assuming I would I would guess so I mean the, yeah the, two player split screen if it have a picture of it I can no. prove it uh no I, I would see you finish I didn't mean to cut you off but I, 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 I mentioned it when you're done go ahead Kelsey that was it I'm looking at this revolver and code game it's a trivia it's a you have a revolver that asks you questions, and it's a trivia game. And if you answer correctly, you shoot the person in front of you, it looks like, and you move on. Because you, you, you've been hired to find a treasure, and there's, like, coordinates like to find out the person who left the treasure to get there. And so it's a gun that asks you trivia questions, and you shoot people if you're right. Okay. So right up your alley, Brian. So, Kelsey, I just... um. I just like looked up the video on YouTube for Killing Joke and um, listened to that part that we were all talking about. Going back to listen to that after having the conversation that we all just had, that junk is 
really eerie and creepy, bro. Because, like, I didn't even realize because I hadn't seen it in such a long time either. But when they start... So, first of all, when they start laughing, Batman is standing in front of the Joker. And then he puts his hands around his neck. And then the camera starts to pan up as they're both laughing. Oh, I must admit... I had to miss that. Like, I, I... After Brian said about the laughter, I vaguely remember the Joker starting laughing, Batman starting laughing, and then just Batman laughing. Yeah, so uh, and I don't like, remember the Yeah, so they're like standing in front of each other and then they're laughing and then Batman is yeah. laughing and he starts to put his hands around his neck and then the camera oh. is panning up at the same time and then the Joker stops laughing and Batman is still laughing for like another 10 seconds. Okay, so yeah. It's exactly how it ended. All right. It's, it's a it's the reading it and then watching after the the fuck scene like yeah after, after the minutes the Batgirl girl shit was whatever go ahead it, it's 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 a it's a classic in both regards all right yeah I'll have to just go back and watch the the ending of that one um because I think I was I think I was like listening like watching listening and doing something else at the same time um so I, it may have been I was just distracted because I remember him standing in front. And I remember the laughing, but I don't remember the hands. So we'll have to see. Alrighty. Moving right along here for movies released this week. We got a Cinderella story, Starstruck. Available for like digital purchase or whatever, straight to it's basically straight to DVD kind of thing. Uh Zola. That looks like a limit it's like an indie movie, I am assuming. Audible is a Netflix movie, No Sudden Move, an HBO movie. HBO Max movie, I'm sorry. Summer of Soul. It's released in theaters, I'm assuming. The Boss Baby Family Business, which is going to be in theaters as well. The Forever Purge, also in theaters. A Dim Valley. Limited release, I guess it's some sort of indie movie. Fear Street Part 1, 1994, which is the first out of three movies that Netflix is releasing. It's supposed to be like a trilogy for like, like a horror movie trilogy or something. First Date. On video on demand and digital. Let us in on digital. Long story short on digital. Summer of Soul on Hulu, I guess. So it's actually going to be day and date theaters and on Hulu. Uh, The God Committee. It's going to be limited. The Phantom and The Tomorrow War, which is going to be an Amazon Prime exclusive with Chris Pratt. And that's for the movies. For music this week, what we got? Not much. Cool. Well, Lana finally is going to drop her album that she delayed already multiple times. Uh, Desperate Journalist is dropping something. Cub Scout Bowling Pins. Bobby Giuseppe? Gillespie. Gillespie and Jen- and Jenny Beth at the gates. Laura Mulva and the Go Team. All releasing projects this week. And that's it. Randall, what are you releasing this week? I don't think I'm releasing anything, but I will be playing more Tekken, hey. doing more art, hey. going to the gym, Ooh. working, praying. Yes. Uh, Good man. I feel like I need to try to play. Bills on sale? No, actually, it's in terms of new games, um, I was either going to try Strive or... Um, Played uh, 
Ratchet. Ratchet and Clank. I still need to. I feel. I feel like I need to finish um, Returnal before I play anything. Though. Good fucking luck. Dude. Yeah, Godspeed. <laughs> Why? There is no. There is no finishing Returnal. Really? There's no ending. There is an ending. It's just. Oh, okay. It's it's you've taken so much. In my opinion, you've taken so much of a gap. You're starting from from ground zero again. Oh. Yeah. Same with me. Like I haven't played in such a in such a long time. I got the three of us though. I don't. I think I I haven't got that far, so I don't think it would be that bad for me. Okay. I just mean beating the game. Good fucking luck. (laughs) Why you haven't? Because it's difficult. He's tried it. He's gotten the furthest. I better start. I have to. Might have to start playing this then. It's right up your alley, Kelsey. It's so fucking difficult. And then when I was like, "Oh, I beat it," it said Act One cleared. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then just did <laughs> it, it, yeah. It hits you with such a fucking mix up. Good fucking luck. Okay. That's all? Yeah. If I had to rec- if you if you wanted a recommendation from me, go with Strive. Why? Because it's the most populated right now. It's doing gangbusters. You can probably find matches quickly. Yeah, but Ratchet and Clank looks good, man. I mean it is, but that's a single player game. You can play it anytime. Just saying. Kelsey, what you doing? What you releasing? I don't know, man. I haven't really been streaming that much recently. Um, I haven't really made any of my Thursday deadlines because either my buddy gets you know, pulled onto something or I do. Um, oh, for Wasteland. Wasteland, yeah. Uh, and this, this weekend is uh, 4th of July, so I'll be barbecuing or cooking out with some with my neighbors and the daughters and uh, probably shooting off a bunch of fireworks. Nice. Um, Do they own school rules? Okay. I mean, technically... I already own four copies of school girls and I've already bought eight more to give to friends. So, not much more I can do with that. That's a good start, I would say. But you can just keep buying more is what he's saying. (laughs) Yep. Okay, just making sure. Okay. That's yeah, fair. I mean, uh, oh, I'm I'm in the middle of Legends of Mana or Legend of Mana. Uh, I'm about eleven hours in, I think. Uh, I looked it up, and you can do like start to finish in about fifteen twenty hours if you know what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, or following a guide. Um, I'm following a guide this time because I was like reading over some of the stuff. Like I remember how to do a lot of things, but the it the way that the world works is you you find these artifacts and you place them down and where you place them makes a different where and when you place them makes a difference on like quests that you can get and items and that kind of stuff. And so I'm like, I want to just 100% it, you know, one time and just be, you know, that's it. And just be done with it. And, cool. uh, that makes sense. You're not streaming that. I did for a little bit, but okay. it really didn't get any viewers. So kind of did it on my own. I could jump on for a little while and play and then, you know, turn it off whenever I need to. Gotcha. Okay. All right. That's fair. Brian. Hmm. What are you releasing this week? Releasing? I don't know. But tomorrow, I got to write and fucking record myself and then finish the third and final song in the last day of the monthly course thing. Uh, Wednesday, I'm getting shot with friends. We're playing Siege. <laughs> Uh, Thursday, I don't know what I'm doing Thursday. I don't know if I'll stream Thursday or what I'm playing Thursday. 
and Friday, Friday night, Friday, I'm probably playing Strive again. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, but the real question is, Anthony, what are you doing? What I'm doing? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, this week is probably going to be mostly multiplayer games. Taking a week just to play like some shooters and shit. Kill some people online. Tomorrow I'll probably do either Apex or Battlefield. Wednesday is going to be Rainbow Six Siege. What you should do, Anthony. What's up? Try Strive on Tuesday. Oh. I did post something for you, Anthony, about COD Zombies. Oh, you did? Uh, In the games channel. There's a neat little secret that apparently people didn't know about. Thought you might enjoy it. Is it a quick thing, or...? Yeah, it's quick. Well, I mean, you can just read the title, and it tells you what you need to know. Oh, toss a piece of equipment into the hole before starting it for a free 500 essence? What? Into what hole? Into that? Oh, my God. I didn't know that. That is some... That's good tech. You know how many times we and Brian have done that event and we never did that? Okay. Well, thanks. I didn't... Well... Yep. Which, if you guys haven't played COD Zombies for Call Call of Duty Black, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, thank you. I had to do some downloading. <laughs> Go play it; it's great. And they added the new type of way to play zombies; it's great. Anywho, so yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be a bunch of shooters this week. So probably some Apex sometime. Battlefield Four, uh, Siege Wednesday definitely. Or uh, yeah. And that's about it. Uh, three-day weekend coming up. Uh, it is? July 4th, yeah. Randall. It's this weekend. But what day we get off? Monday. We should. Because 4th of July is on Sunday, so you would normally get... If it was on Saturday, you would normally get Friday off. If it's on a, if it lands on a Sunday, you would get Monday off. Since it lands on a Sunday, we get Monday off. So yeah, I don't see the only stream that's gonna be happening over the weekend is the July four, the Monday one, which is the podcast here. So we'll see you guys same time, same place. But besides that, I don't think I'm gonna be streaming over the weekend. Are you coming through, Brizzle? Uh, I don't know. We have to go to go see the the uh, what's her name's kid. So and Ignacio's kid. Oh, see so you guys are going this week. I mean, it's gonna be a go at the same day. Mm. Sunday we're going and come back Sunday night. Oh. Since we haven't I seen mean, their kids. And yeah, what weekend I mean, are you guys coming up for the uh, land party? We have that's not been I honestly haven't been thought of. Like that's not. <laughs> last time someone said land didn't show up. So. Jambi said, "Who said land and didn't show up?" Jambi. The guy that was like oh. Yeah. That's <laughs> not, not yeah Jambi that can't be trusted anyway. So that's not that's nothing new. I'm just making that as an excuse. I, you I, you guys, I know if I if I see, if you guys say land, I would expect you to be at your own house, so you'll be there, and Nick's <laughs> would go there too. So I'm not saying you guys wouldn't show up. Uh, and Nick would definitely show up. I mean, he'd, he'd probably have to work, either bring his wife and kids down, or he would work something out with his wife that he'd just come down for a weekend. Yeah. Oh, uh, but he if he says he's going to do something, he generally does it. Yeah. Especially when Skullgirl's on the line, if someone doesn't hold their word. Ooh, with Skullgirls, lose my number. <laughs> lose it. Don't even recuperate. Don't have your phone, your friends message me. My number don't exist. Anywho, 
so yeah that's probably probably gonna be what this week is bunch of shooting on stream and that's it um and that's about it thank you guys for watching listening however you digest this podcast we'll be back next week same time same place bye <laughs>